Talk Radio. It is the last New York show, and we have saved the best till last. We've got tonight Stephen Page and Mr. John Ronson. You won't want to miss any of it. Get your phone calls on quick, please. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee, live from New York on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm, I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm watching the reel on TV. It's kind of like, hang on. It's like a low rent um, loose women, but with more camel toes. And um, yeah, keep it real. I should turn this. Sorry, I should. Tu- I should turn it. That was that was inappropriate. I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, my TV viewing um, should be done at a separate time. Now is not the time. Good evening. Good afternoon to all our New York listeners. Since uh, we, we've been uh, here, we've picked up loads of listeners around y- the United States of America. This is it. This is the last show to come from uh, New York City, to come live from New York City. We've got stuff that we haven't broadcast that we'll broadcast next week. After this, we're off uh, to Hell's Kitchen to see um, uh, Imani Coppola, who's doing an art exhibition. Um, so we're going to go and, uh, and do that. So we've got loads of stuff that we haven't played out. But this is... There we go. It's, ac- it's actual New York. It's an actual New York murder. This is the last question. You can call in. Don't forget, you're not phoning New York. You're just phoning London. 0344 499 If you're phoning from America, it's 0044. 0044- Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping, a little bit of business. Uh, the interview, that uh, the episode of Keith and the Girl, the American show that Kath and I are on, is available now. You can get that from going to keithandthegirl.com. Or if you go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider, type in Keith and the Girl, it's the latest episode. If you like it and if you uh, uh, enjoy it, then send them a message. It'd be really cool if you sent them a message on Twitter, at Keith and the Girl, or sent them an email saying you'd heard us on their show and um, you really enjoyed it. It's a busy show tonight, guys. Um... It's been a busy couple of days. Last night, we went to the City Winery to see Mr. Stephen Page live in concert. And it was a joy. They have um, this th- th- this thing over here in the States, and I've been to one before, where it's like a supper club and uh, a performance. The closest thing we've got in the UK is cabaret. You know, kind of chicken in a basket cabaret. But this is much, much classier than that. This is a really swish venue. We had great... I mean, there wasn't a bad seat in the house, to be honest. You sit on a table with, a, with another couple, um, and you order food, and the food was delicious. Quite pricey, but delicious. Uh, and we saw Stephen Page was the opening act, and then there was a guy um, whose name is John Stace, who also goes under the name John Wesley Harding, who I hadn't heard of, and he was all right. He wasn't really my cup of tea. He was all right. He was British. Um, and uh, it was, here's the thing. Um, the two mics are going to play at the City Winery, and there are posters up 
everywhere. And when a, a couple heard that we were British, and they leant over and went, do you guys know the two Michaels? And we went, yeah, we're so excited about them coming. I think it's September. It, huge. You're going to hear what happened last night, um, which was a joy. And then this morning, we went to the apartment of one of my favourite people in the world, Mr. John Ronson. I mean, absolutely, I love that man. And again, someone really inspiring and creative, a workaholic. And we talk about Alex Jones. We talk about um, Prison Planet. We talk about his new film, Okja. Um, we talk about his new podcast, The Butterfly Effect, Shaming, all of that stuff. Really nice interview. We meet his dogs, who are, um, I believe are crazy. Um, and um, we also went out shopping pr for presents for the kids because we left it to the last day. You'll hear that. And you'll also, within that, within that, two things. One, you'll hear a family recognizing me. Excuse me, um, can, are you on the telly? Yes, I am. Photographs and autographs uh, duly followed. And what that really nice family. But also, there's a bloke I was looking for presents for the kids, right? Oh, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. And Ed will let me know if anyone comes uh, calls in. Looking for presents for the kids. And there was a stall, street stall, you know, just a table with some fidget spinners. And I saw they had two really cool ones, metal. One in the Batman logo, and one as Captain America's shield. Um, you'll hear, <laughs> you'll hear the guy <laughs> a little bit later on trying to sell them to me. It was uh, he was chancing his arm, uh, and also today we had the great joy. We got an Uber. We're mixing it yellow cabs and Ubers, right? Spent an absolute fortune on cabs, and this cab driver Dave, the Uber driver Dave. Um, and quite often we'll get quite often the, the Uber drivers. We've had one from Pakistan, one from I think Nigeria, another one from somewhere in Africa, one from a Latin American country. But this was a a a, 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 a white, um, a, you know, a born and bred New Yorker. This guy, and uh, he, he said, "You guys from you guys from the UK?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we're from the UK." He goes, "Ah, you complete bellends." It was. Oh, speaking of Bell Eds. Hi. Hello, Ed. You've got Alan on the line. Hey, all right, Cads. Hip, 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 there. Hip, 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 Cads. How are you doing, sir? Not bad. When are you coming back to the UK? We fly out tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock uh, New York time. We land at 11 o'clock um, UK time and back uh, in the London studios on Monday. Uh, Cads, it does sound very promising. I hope the plane doesn't crash. I hope it um, doesn't get blown up. I hope um, that the pilots don't have seizures. I hope that nothing goes wrong with all of the engines. And I hope that we land safely. Well, I've got latest news on what happened in London. Okay. There's been words at Kensington Council. Um, they, no, now, Alan, the thing is, you come on and you now have talked some rubbish. There hasn't been riots. Well, when tomorrow has turned up. No, 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 hang on a minute. Who's Rent-A-Mob? Well, that's what one Facebook post was posted as. Yeah, well, that's... That... Rent-A-Mob. Alan, don't listen to people who Facebook uh, uh, and talk nonsense. For a start, right, it hasn't been a riot. Most people uh, were there protesting peacefully, right? A few people entered the building. 
Um, but I, I to call it a riot and renter mob, you know, but people have died. People have died because of corners being cut. So uh, it's it's only right that people are going to be angry and upset. I have every sympathy for everybody that lived there, everybody that died there, friends of it, that, that, you know, I grew up in a council house, and before that my family lived in a council flat, so, uh, you know, I, I have every sympathy for those people. And I agree with So stop, stop, stop scaring people, stop fear-mongering, uh, uh, and, and uh, appreciate that people are upset and angry, and people are dead, you know, so they've got every, uh, every reason to be angry. And, uh, and also, Simon Cowell's going to release a charity single. Who's releasing a charity single? Simon Cowell's thinking of pulling one out. Simon Cowell's going to... What, is he going to sing it? He, he's going to pull it together. Wow, that's... Uh, well, you know, good good for him, you know. He's um, done before. Nig- yes, he has. I know Nigel in Maidstone um, would... It is just, and... Um, it's just the saddest, saddest story, and it all... The people died because of money. That's all it comes down to. People died because other people didn't want to spend enough money on their properties, making them safe and installing sprinklers and making sure that everything was fire retardant and all of that stuff. You know, it's awful. Absolutely awful. But hey, Alan. Yeah, Alan, have you had any bread today? Good lad. Um, so this cab driver, 0344 this cab driver um, called us Bellends. And it was brilliant. He was doing it because he'd had British people in the cab before. And he'd said, hey, you know, any, anything I can say to our British people to uh, make them... Uh, make them laugh and this, this someone said yeah cool people complete balance which he did and it was delicious hearing it come from the we got in um, we got in his cab right and we we just finished all the shopping for the kids and um i got some great stuff for the kids for the boys i got snow globes they like snow globes so i got a couple of new york snow globes and i got we went to a comic store midtown comic store and i got them a um, couple of little figurines, a couple of Mario figures, and I bought myself a Captain America, uh, the Death of Captain America book. Oh, and then we went back to that record shop yesterday, and I found this great book, um, really thick, beautiful book about albums that people have released themselves, what we would call vanity records back in the day. It is beautiful. The shags are in there. It's a stunning book. I'm looking forward to that. But um, we had all these toys um, and, and presents for the family. And we got in the car, and I went, nice booty. Uh, And he went, where? Where is the nice booty? I went, oh, no, I'm not saying that's a delicious ass. I'm saying we've got booty as in treasure. And then we started talking about um, asses. Anyway, that's by the by, guys. That's by the by. If you want to give us a call, 0344 It is the last night in New York. It is very humid tonight. It is very, very close. And I suspect there's going to be a thunderstorm tonight because it's getting quite dark out there. I'm, I'm quite excited at the prospect of that. I'm looking forward to it. You can watch if you go to face up, excuse me, if you go to periscope.com slash Ian Lee. You can have a little watch of that. Do stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to play what happened last night at the Stephen Page gig.
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hello London, hello Manchester, hello Glasgow, hello Portsmouth, hello Birmingham, hello Dublin, hello Belfast, hello Edinburgh, hello Aberdeen, hello the United Kingdom, and hello to everyone in America. Since we appeared on Keith on the Girl, we've had so many um, uh, American followers joining us. You are very, very welcome. You can call us, um, if you're in America, 0044. 344-499-1000 is the phone number. We call you back. So, cost you a bit, but we will call you back. Don't worry about that. Now, um, last night, we were lucky enough to um, get put on the guest list to go and see Stephen Page. And it was a real joy going to a venue I'd never been to before, uh, the City Winery. But it's actually, it's a very famous venue. And loads of my favourite artists play there. So, I was familiar uh, with the name, but I'd never seen it. Also, couldn't find the bloody door. Uh, anyway, last night, after the show, as you were listening to the Imani Coppola interview, Kath and I were jumping in a cab and going to the other side of town, and this is what happened. Right, so Thursday show, well, it's finished for us. It's, it's midnight for you guys over there. It is uh, ten past seven over here. You're listening to the Imani Coppola interview. We have jumped into a cab to go to the other side of town um, to go to the city winery to see Stephen Page, who, you know, big fans of, of course, was in The Bare Naked Ladies has uh, uh, gone on to become a very fine solo artist himself and he's playing a, a support slot I can't remember who it is he, he's supporting but it's a friend of his um, so that should be cool, I'm looking forward to that um, and I hope, I don't I mean, hopefully we'll get a few minutes to have a chat with him I don't know, I, don't, I feel very scruffy and, and sweaty and dirty We had a very quick turnaround, I had planned to get change and everything but I hadn't thought that I mean, we've been out all day, yeah. haven't we? It's and not you were editing for the first... Why was Kath so quiet tonight? She was editing for the, the last hour of the show during the first two hours of the show, so... Yeah, I feel a bit... If I'm honest, I feel a bit crap. I feel like I've been playing catch-up the whole time yeah, and yeah. I've not quite found myself yet. Today. Well, no, it's fine. Well, tonight we're going to go and see a concert and um, if we get the chance, we'll have a little chat with Stephen Page and if we don't get the chance, well, then that's absolutely fantastic and fine and dandy as well. Um, it's just nice to be going out and doing something different. I always find seeing... I've only... Um, I've seen a handful. Ronnie Spector at BB King's, and I, I came over and saw the monkeys two times, maybe three times. I can never quite remember. But I always find seeing gigs in New York is... Um, it's a lot more... It's, it's quite exciting. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's cool. There's no denying it. There's no denying it, guys. We are the cool kids. Sure. Right, I think we're just round um, this corner. We will find the city winery do you know who's playing at the city winery soon no he will be uh, uh, yeah wherever you can drop us off someone we know very well two people we know very well are playing here no perfect thank you dude you're going to have to give me a clue um, beyond that okay thank I, you I will give you a clue one of them is called Michael Michael oh I know the two Michaels. The two Mikes are playing at the City Winery. Blimey! How'd they wangle that? I don't know. Oh, good luck. Good luck to them. Good luck to you guys. Um, it's a famous venue. There it is. Look, wow. Your actual City Winery. Quite often, um, I'll, you know, when I see bands that I like touring, this place will be listed. I mean, Dolenz plays here a lot. I was going to say, didn't the Monkeys, one of the Monkeys play yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, they play here a lot. Um... 
So the two mics are going to do it. Sadly, we're not here to watch their um, political discourse. Um, we're here to watch Stephen Page sing some funny songs. That's what we are here for. Now, how the hell do we get into the venue? I mean, there's a restaurant. Um, well, no, but that's the restaurant. That's not the venue. No, 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 no. I think it's around the other side. Hey, do you know what? What? So the first day has been slightly chilly in the uh, evening. Uh, yeah, 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 because it was, it was cool yesterday day and then it got uh, warm again. Um, but you're right. The City Winery, Nick Lowe, is playing here. No. That's, um... Huh. Please use front door. Or maybe, I don't know. How the bloody hell? Oh, let's, let's just, let's just go in. This is it. Let's do it. Rock and roll. Good evening, Cleveland. We will find our way in. find our way into a venue. No, we want to get through there. How do we get into the venue? Sorry. Beautiful. Thank you. Good evening, Cleveland. This is the most complicated building I've ever been involved in trying to enter. And it's the door I said. Well, no, come on, you said so many doors. This looks like. Hi, yes, we are. I think we're on the guest list. Under what last name? Lee, L double E. That's a relief. 206 and 207. Beautiful. Thank you very much. So, 206 and 207. My dad's name is Eddie Rabin. He said that he once interviewed him. He oh, once interviewed wow. Eddie Kaufman. Yeah, that's what Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name, bro? Sean. Sean. Ian. That's His dad is a piano player. Yeah, yeah, I got the right? Yeah, yeah. And he was friends with, he knew Andy yeah, yeah, Kaufman. Yeah, from Rising Star. And he yeah. tweets me. Do you know what? He's yeah, tweeted yeah. me and I've not replied to him recently. <laughs> Oh man, how funny yeah. is that? Yeah, well, he says hi. He, he, he found out. I think he was oh, careful! <laughs> he was listening to your radio show. I think he found out. Yeah. Here, so he said, "Hey, if you run into him, tell him I said Oh hi. man, that is delightful. How are we doing tonight? Yes, sir. On behalf of Michael Dorf, uh, we'd like to welcome you here to City Winery. We are Manhattan's only fully functioning winery. We have a great show for you tonight. Wesley Stace is here. Before we start the show, just a couple of quick reminders. Uh, please don't forget about our merch table located by the front entrance. And also, uh, talk to your servers about this artist wine we have available tonight. It's a Wesley Stace 2015 Red Band Blend. The grapes are from the north coast of California, and we actually uh, ship them in and produce and bottle the wine right here on site. So please talk to your server about that. All right, you guys ready for the show? Yes! Please help me welcome Steve Page. Thank you. 
Mas vamos. Cut the heavy size. Oh, 
City Winery. This place is awesome. And so much to, to West Face for uh, having me open for him. Uh, nice. Drove downtown in the morning, night burning on Tuesday. Just to check out the midnight record show. Got out of buzzing, got out of buzzing, got out of insane. When I'm surrounded, I just can't stop. Thank you. 
It's over. It's ended. That was brilliant. I loved it. it was so good. It was so good. Not enough Stephen Page, <laughs> but here we go. Here's our car. Um, it was absolutely fan dabby dozy. Here comes our car. Let us get in. Good evening. Very well, thank you. You're Ebenezer, are you? Ebenezer. Hello, Ebenezer. I'm Ian. Nice to meet you. Um. A great venue, the City Winery. Absolutely loved it. Delicious foods. Let's be honest, expensive. L lovely booze. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Ebony, are you okay? I'm good, I'm good. That's British accent. Right? Yeah, it is a British accent. What, what's your accent? I'm trying to place your accent. Oh, people don't... I don't... This is African. But where in Africa? People, people say Africa. It's huge, Africa. Oh, Nigerian. Nigerian. Uh -huh. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yes. Well, I've been living in here for uh, 15 years. So um, people have difficulty like to place my accent. Yeah. Like I don't really speak like a typical Nigerian. If you phone up like your family back home, do they think you sound American? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way, dude. Always the way. The way I think, the way I do my stuff. It's completely different. How long have you been here? Fifteen years. You Fifteen. Say? Fifteen wow. years. 15. Do you go home? Actually, you... uh, today is 15, right? Yeah. Tomorrow is 16, so tomorrow is going to be 15 years. Oh, really? It's your anniversary. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank you. We should get a cake. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. That was last night. It was a thrill. It was a joy. It was um, very, very exciting. You're right, Kath? Catherine yes. is joining me. She's left the editing suite and has come over to the luxury broadcasting suite here in my hotel room, which means my hotel room now looks like a pigsty. Yeah, um, more like a pigsty. I should stop sitting like this because my feet, my foot goes dead. And they're only tiny. Walk on. Hey, do you know what the best thing is about uh, America? Go on. I will tell you, the best thing about America is 
in the back of cars the rear windows go down all the way because in britain the rear window never goes down all the way you get about a, 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 i don't know a, a fifth of the if the window stays up i have no idea why they do that no that so you don't throw yourself out well you, I, I, you can't uh, but in the in america the rear windows go down all the way it feels this this country's got its head screwed on it feels so grown up so mature well, to be able to stick your head out like a dog. Uh, well, yeah, to do that a bit. Uh, my arm has been rocking. You can bring your screen over, actually. That'd be quite handy. All so right. we've got the um, the on. computer screen. But that, for me, has been the highlight, is um, having rear windows in cars that go down all the way. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on DAB, on app, and, of course, online at www talkradio.co.uk Edmundo we are oh I speak of the devil and Hello. he shall appear uh, you um, found the bell I found the bell the uh, yes. Candy finally brought it back from home good Candy's bell I think he wants it back by 1am though That's great it. name for a band by the way Candy's bell <laughs> um, I, just, <laughs> yes. I just thought I'd let you know the code for the safe today is 5755 5755. Beautiful. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, you're welcome to call in, dear listener. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome indeed. Um, you can call. And, and by the way, you can call in to talk America and all kinds of things like that. Uh, but if you just want to phone up and, and tell us what you've been up to and chat nonsense, um, y you can do that. Same rules applies coming up you'll hear what happened when me and kath went uh, gift shopping for the kids and when we went to john ronson's apartment but last night um we got back late and it's the first night we've got back well no actually no we got back late the other night but we got back late and i went we went straight to our rooms and i turned on the telly i've not watched much telly when i've been here on the the tvs in the hotel you've got you can kind of th th there's loads of free stuff we have access to that screen by the way now ed thank you very much indeed so feel free to type um we have access to free stuff so i've been watching lots of tim and eric awesome show lots of um dr steve brule which is hilarious and wrong it's totally wrong i'm dr steve brule we got kids what do you do if they're misbehaving brown we squirt them with poison well, it's okay so you gotta squirt the kids with poison uh, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, absolute. I'm going to stock up on DVDs when I get home. Um, but I decided just to flick through the TV because, you know, um, what I tell you what's disappointing. Have you got this in your room? We have, I haven't got a radio. In, in the olden days in hotels, up until about five or six years ago, you'd have a, a radio by the bed. But now everything comes through the TV. But I miss turning on the radio, particularly in foreign countries, and just going around the dial and see what you find. I haven't even attempted to do that. No, I didn't even notice. No, I, I missed that. But we, I, I started watching this thing last night, which I'd never seen before, and I phoned up to your room. <laughs> and you were aware of this program. I've seen it before. I got a bit into it. I just used to live in America. What's it, what's it called? No Clothes and Brick in It? What's Na it? Naked and Frightened. Naked. Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid. <laughs> I have... I have, n I, it's like monkey tennis, right? It's a real 
Alan Partridge suggesting ideas for a TV show. Why don't you dump a couple of people on a desert island with no clothes? They don't know each other. They, yeah. They meet each other with no clothes on. Yeah. And they do have a satchel each. She made a bra out of leaves. And no knickers. That, no knickers. That, has, uh, her, her tuna can was, um, was open. Oh, no. Um, that was, it was incredible. So it's two people. And they were, you know, fairly decent looking people, which I guess is partly the point. Completely naked, except for when she made um, a, a, a leaf bra. I think she should have been disqualified for that. That, for me, was... Um, I tell you what, I can see we've got, we've got young ears listening. So let's hold that conversation for a second. We'll come to that in a bit. Let's go to Zach, first of all. Good evening, Zach. Good evening, Ian. How you doing, man? You are right? I'm fine, thanks. What you got for us, Zach? Um, do you remember the boy that came to you at Manchester? Oh, I remember the potty mouth. Yeah, do you know him? Uh, yeah, he's my friend. Is he? Right. Me. It was you. It was you, Zach. It was you. Yeah. You were the potty mouth root. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, uh, what you been up to? Just like bunking off school, uh, fighting, robbing shops? Uh, all of them, really. Okay, you should, but if, listen, if you're going to steal something, make sure you steal a decent phone, because this one is terrible. Yeah. What have you got for us this evening, Zach? I'm imagining abuse. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, not really, no, no, no. 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 Any patter tonight? Any banter? You got any patter for us? Uh, Cricky. What did he say? No idea. No idea, okay. Try again. Um, cricket. Tricky. Cricket. Cricket. Yeah. What about, what about cricket? Uh, I don't know actually. Listen, go off and go and lick some bread. Uh, <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> that was, um, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's have a little bump. Let's go to Andy. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. Good evening, Andy. How are you? Brilliant. Um, I, I can't wait till Leeds in October. What's happening going in October? To, I'm going to see Stephen Page. Oh, whereabouts? Whereabouts? Oh, no, you won, didn't you? Are you going to go and see... Is it Leeds you're going to see him? Yes. Beautiful. We saw him last night and we, um, we, we, we hung around afterwards and he saw us and he waved us over and we we were chatting for about 20 minutes yeah. weren't we? 20, oh, 25 great. minutes until the bouncer came over and was about to bounce us well the fair play because there were lots of people approaching him and getting things signed and pictures and we were kind of hogging him everyone else had gone and the bouncer was doing his job and was making sure that the artist was not being bothered you know and um but no we chatted to him for about 20 25 minutes and he was delighted yeah, well, then we got ejected, yes. But he was supporting this guy called John Stace, who goes under the name John Wesley Harding, who he's released about 20 albums, this guy. He's British. I'd never heard of him. But Not his me. new album is recorded with the Jayhawks, who are a band that I have heard of and I have a lot of time for. And I thought he was okay. It wasn't really my thing. But the audience there were loving him, weren't they, Kath? They were, and they were. They thought he was charming and witty. But he, I was think ch he was charming. He was, and um, and he seemed like a very nice chap. Yeah, he really did, yes. Uh, it was kind of um, Elvis Costello-y. Nick Lowlight. Yeah. He was Nick Lowlight, I would refer to him as. Um, and what was interesting was most people were there to see him. A handful of people were there to see Stephen, and some people were there to see both. And I, it dawned on me 
because we shared a table with a couple it do, who were there for, for, for John Stace. And it dawned on me that we were both seeing completely different shows, you know, because we were, Catherine and I were watching Stephen Page with, you know, when we saw him, he had an aura around him and we were thinking, this guy's a poetical genius. Um, and the second guy wasn't really our cup of tea. And vice versa, the couple who we were sat with were thinking Stephen Page is okay, but the, you know the, the aura was reserved for John Stace. Uh, it was just interesting to, to to experience that. But we had a great night. You'll have a great night, Andy, when you see him in Leeds. He's going to have um, a couple of musicians backing him up as well, so it's right. going to be lovely. Yeah, well, I sometimes go to gigs to sit, actually to see the uh, support group rather than the yeah. main the main uh, main act. Yeah, that happens from time to time. These things happen. Um, but um, it was, you know, it was a thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable... Well, the other, the other guy wasn't rubbish by any stretch of the imagination. Just wasn't quite our cup of tea. Uh, and, and, of course, we weren't familiar with the songs. You know, if you're familiar with songs, I think you're more inclined to enjoy an evening. But it was good. It was good fun. Well, you can't like everything. This, this is going to be the title of my autobiography. You can't like everything. Mm. I think that's... Um, that's <laughs> true. Very wise words there, Andy. Right. I'll go, off and buy, go, and trick, go and buy yourself some bread. Go on, you deserve it. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Now, here's the thing I want to say. We'll go back to naked and bricking it in a minute. <laughs> here's the thing I want to say, and I, I, I'm going to say it carefully because what we don't do now, and I used to, and we don't do it now because it's inappropriate, we don't body shame. Okay? We don't body shame. That is. Um, and it's, I think it's a great thing that we don't, and I've been guilty of it in the past. But the guitarist in the second band for, for this John, I don't know what he's called, John Wesley Harding or John Stacey, he goes under Wesley both names. Stace. Wesley Stace. Apparently he's called, hang on, I okay. found it early. Okay, well he uses different names, because one he writes, and he, he's released 20 albums, he's a lecturer, I read a band. But the guitarist for... Mr. Wesley Stace, John Wesley Harding, whatever. The guitarist was tiny. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was under five foot, mm -hmm. playing a full-size guitar, because yeah. you can and get- And playing it amazing. He was, it was incredible. Piano, keyboards, guitar, singing. singing. He was great, absolutely great. But it dawned on me, I have never seen a tiny rock star. Now, David Jones was five foot three, he would have, towered over this fella but Bruce when Springsteen he played when, when Davey played bass he had a three-quarter length bass made up for him but but Springs I mean Springsteen's five four I think mm -hmm. this guy what was about well Paul under Simon he's small uh five two I know I know all the rock stars heights mm -hmm. but I'd never seen a, 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 someone so small and it, it it struck me as odd you never see small bands Small, small bands. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you can think of any small rock stars, Nikki is on the line. Good evening, Nikki. How's it going? Yeah, it's going very, very well, man. Having the time of our lives. It's our last few hours. We're, we, we um, our flight tomorrow is at ten a.m. Um, and then we're back in the real world. Are you looking forward to coming home? No, well, I'm looking forward to seeing my kids, of course, on Sunday's Father's Day, and I've got them all day because my wife is working, and we're going to go and have ice cream and mess around, so that's going to be fun. Um, but apart from that, no, I'm not looking forward to coming back. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I'm so jealous of you guys. It's always been my dream to go to New York, and you're like having the time of Do your it. life. Well, Do you want to know? 
Well, right. How much are flights to, to return flight to New York? Tell me. Um, well, the last time I looked, it was in the region of, well, I looked with hotels, and it was in the region of sort of £800-ish. Right. The flight, the return flight, cost us 370 quid each, return. Right. Right. Um, and you can, uh, you, you can find a cheaper hotel than that. Yeah, I might have been looking at the pricey ones, just, just yeah. to be a bit flat. We, we went, uh, well, I mean, fair play, we, ended, I, we booked it through Finland Airs, Finnish Air. Fin Air. But we went out on an American Airlines flight, and it was 379 quid return each. That's, inc- right. that's incredible. Um, and you could get cheap hotels. You know, you want, if you want to do it really cheap, and I'm talking like tens of dollars a night as opposed to, you know, $150, book into like a YMCA or a hostel or something. Because I've always, as long as I've got a bed and access to a shower, that is all I want from a hotel. Plus, you know, you're not in the room, are you? You're out and about. Yeah. There's so much to see. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to spend a fortune because there's loads of... Could walk? Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's a good point, really, about not do, being in the room. Do. Exactly. Uh, honestly, I, 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 I like. Listen, I like, I like a nice hotel room, and we've got really lucky with these hotel rooms. But I, my my thing is, if I've got clean bed, access to a shower, that's it. That's all you want because you're gonna, you know, you get up, you go out and have breakfast somewhere. You can eat. We, you can eat expensively or cheaply. The, the food in in kind of the cafes and the burger joints and stuff is quite expensive, but. There are loads of like um, stalls on the corners of the street selling hot dogs and bagels and um, croissants and coffee. Um, and we bought breakfast for us the other day, two coffees, a Danish and a bagel. Uh, it was like, I think it was $7 for the two of us. Excellent. Do it, man. Oh. Do it! Quick question. Um, yes, sir. Will you be bringing back the chocolate Coke? Uh, yes, yep. I will be. I have found... Um, we need to talk about this, Kath. You're going to have to leave your clothes behind. What? Um, well, my bag is full of um, uh, books and toys for the kids. You're going to... We'll, we'll talk about this tomorrow. We'll talk about it tonight off air. What about if I wear all my clothes? If that makes you comfortable, you do that. But I'm going to need your luggage. We've got to leave all of the studio equipment behind as well. Um, because I've got... I've got about 24 crates right. of chocolate cola yeah. and i want to sell it to these suckers you want to buy some don't you nick yeah absolutely i will buy a couple off of you dude it's happening man dude uh, i'm going to bring back some american bread as well um dude it's happening um i'm going to make my fortune in chocolate oh chocolate. flipping it that stuff dirty speaking of dirty so naked and afraid right <laughs> so it was these two people I have no idea why they have to be naked on that programme. I couldn't work it out. And how do they... just so you watch it, because otherwise it's just two people camping. How do they get to the desert island? I miss... We, they I get miss dropped a, off. Right, I miss the beginning. So then we're watching it in our rooms, but on the phone going, I can't believe... It. What's going on here? And so they're naked, and they have, like, a, um, a little satchel. Yeah. Well, he did. And um, they... He had a pot and she had an axe. They the, the, were their luxury, luxury items. Luxury items. He took, a, he took a saucepan and she took an axe. It was to kill him if he was a... No, I'm surprised she parted with him that long. And what was the thing that they were rated on? It was like the... The, the, they, the PSI. PSI the, the Personal, personal survival, survival Index. Index. Which was completely <laughs> made up, right? And his was higher than hers because he'd read loads of books on uh, survival. Yeah. She had taught survival techniques but yeah. she was a little bit underconfident yeah so that, that so, brought her, her index down. so they found so right so they they're, they're on a beach uh, naked they weren't afraid no sh- no shoes those shoes the, the, the shoes count as clothing 
Um, and they built a shelter, and then they found some stagnant water, so they had to start a fire to boil the water <laughs> right. to clean it. And so for 21 days they've got to survive. <laughs> and on the 21st day, I think he might have got a bit of a smoke out of his hole. No, they... <laughs> he was doing that thing where he stuck a stick in a hole and rubbed he it. He kept inventing stuff. He invented... <laughs> These machines that, because to get now, here's the thing I don't understand. And if you understand this, please tell me, right? I don't know how rubbing sticks together starts a fire. Uh, friction, obviously. And heat. Well, but how, how does that make a fire? He didn't know either. So they're rubbing sticks for literally two weeks. <laughs> and all it's doing is, is making the stick go black. That's it. Then he invents a machine that makes the stick go faster. Um, and it doesn't work. Then he then he finds some broken glass, so he invents a machine to, to magnify. Use, yeah, he tries to use the power of the sun. You know, like burning bees when you're a naughty boy. And all they've got to eat is they found sea snails, and you can eat sea, sea snails raw. Yeah. But then he he started. Do you see the bit when he built a trap for the iguanas? He built on what I would call an iguana trap. No, um, and what it was, that. the bait was a bit of coconut on the end of a log, and a trap that was a bit of string and the iguana would go through it and it would tighten around its neck. <laughs> but do you know what the iguana did? Bit through the string. No, he just went round it. Because <laughs> iguanas can go under and over and round. So we, the iguana... I saw her stabbing crabs at one point. She was stabbing crabs. He was rubbish. He kept going, oh, I've got to sit down. Oh, I've got to... But then they, they did start a fire um, and they were all right. And that was it. And then they have to get to the other side of the island um, and they get picked up by a jeep. And if they don't get picked up, then they're left on the island forever. Well, I didn't believe that for a second. <laughs> no. For a second. They weren't afraid, though, were they? Apart from when they went for a swim in that pond, and then they realised there was a There's caiman a, in there. Yeah. A what? A caiman. What's that? Crocodile we'll thing. crocodile. Well, no, it wasn't a crocodile. Oh, though. come it was a on. a caiman. What I don't understand, right, and this is, a, this is a genuine question, and I speak from experience. Oh. They were naked. Mm-hmm. They had nothing, right? How come their bums were clean? Because <laughs> we saw a lot of the, the genitalia. Sometimes they were sandy. And the breasts were pixelated. But the buttocks and the anus. <laughs> there was no anus. Was clean. I didn't see an anus. Did you? How, I, I don't think I'm clean from the dump I took this morning in a restaurant. I got bored wiping. They're on a desert island. How is their anus clean? I know why. Why? Because they don't even eat snails. There we go, you see. <laughs> there you go. It was honest. Uh, but then people are... So, then I tweeted this, thinking, I'm going to look so cool about this. And everyone's going, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And there's a naked... Was it? Naked, naked and afraid XL. So that's just... That's big people doing it. I'm assuming they mean... Yeah, but large, than, larger people. No, uh, rather than... No. Please, Catherine, for goodness sakes... Um, I've never seen anything like it. It was absolutely wonderful. I still don't understand why they were naked. Is there a... If, 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 I'm going to look on Amazon now and see if there's a box set DVD of it, because I'm buying every single one of those. But those two got along really well. I saw one once where he was a... He was a horrible, and they just fought for the I whole time. I think she tolerated him. The bit when he said, we need to start making babies to keep the human race going. That, I thought, was... <laughs> you asked me when that was going to happen. <laughs> I had to let you down gently. Uh, dear listener, you are listening to the very last 
for this time anyway um late nights uh, with ian lee uh, and Catherine live from new york city still to come um hear what happened when we um tried to buy presents for the kids and some bloke well the, the bloke selling the spidget finners was a genius and also john ronson you're listening to talk radio talk radio <laughs> just ordered the naked and afraid box set Four discs, 11 hours of that. Beautiful. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee. Live from New York. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, just ordered the box set. £3.23. Uh, 11... Is that all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 hours, four discs. 24 bums. Naked <laughs> and afraid. It's good to hear that Talk Radio's... Um, part of the stand up for cancer yeah. thinks it's a great charity it's a great cause and it's exciting that we're kind of involved i can think i can say this quite safely now i had been approached to be a little bit more involved in stand up for cancer um in as much as i had a meeting with some people about doing a tv show for stand up for cancer that would have meant me taking i'm assuming it's not happening because it starts on monday that they start filming it which would have meant me taking two weeks off the radio. They wanted, they want, well, they obviously didn't want me enough. They wanted to sound me out to be on Celebrity Hunted. And I, I, I watched the show. I'd never seen it before. I really liked the show. And I spoke to everybody. I spoke to my agent. I spoke to you. I spoke to my wife. I spoke to my friends. I was going, I don't know if I should i mean i don't know if i want to do this because I, I don't like those celebrity type shows here's the thing no fee no fee and if i don't work i don't get paid so i wouldn't have got paid for the radio show for two weeks so there was that but there was the thing that uh, the, the, the two things were a it's for charity okay uh b it, I, I was weighing up the fun factor yeah it did look fun the fun factor of it um and i'd kind of decided that if they'd asked me i was gonna do it and i was gonna reach out to you dear listeners and use some of you to ferry me around hide me keep me undercover and protect me from the hunters here's my play if you've never seen it it's brilliant there's um i think they're going to do it with four celebrities or four groups of celebrities some would have been or maybe six some would have been solo some would have been pairs um and you have to disappear for two weeks it's not quite as straightforward as it sounds they say on tv they use cctv they don't they fake the cctv also they give you an email a twitter account a facebook account all of that kind of or they want access to yours and they, anyway so it's it's kind of and you have to do throughout throughout the two weeks you have to do four things you have to appear somewhere two or four times so mm -hmm. I, I would for example if i was doing it i would have to meet you in the first week and then another friend in the second week and i'd have to arrange it through social media or phone calls or stuff like that. So you can't just go and no. like, hide out in a caravan for no. three weeks. No, no, no. I said to them, "Can I, can I, can I dig a hole in the ground and stay there for two weeks?" They went, "No." Uh, my plan was to be was was to find out where the hunters live <laughs> and go and take a dump in their living room 
and and film me doing it film me defiling their property you know when you get um you know you get sometimes you get really thick people that escape from prison and then go on facebook sticking their fingers up saying up yours copper you'll never find me and then tag their location yeah i was gonna do that that was the plan oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way that was the plan, was uh, I was going to do that. At, but, and I was really unsure, and I s- said to my agent, first of all, yeah, that sounds exciting. And then I said, Nick, actually, I, I really don't fancy it. It's, my, my thing was, and I think I said this to you, Kath, sounds like a real faff. It was a faff. I mean, it's nothing if not a faff. <laughs> sounds like a real faff. Um, and then I had the meeting, and I came out, and I texted my agent and said, Nick, I want to do this. I really want to do this. And then two days later, I'm like, ah, I'm not sure. But I'd ended up erring on the side that, yeah, actually, I'd like to do this. I think it would be a really good experience, and I think I could do quite well. But I must have sucked in the interview because they never asked me. Oh. It, here's, I, either, I think, do you know what I think? They got more famous people. No, no, no. I think that you would have been too good. Well, I, well, here's the thing. I was going to dress up in a hijab and I was going to black up. No. Yeah. Mm. And I was going to um, cross-dress. Right. I was going to go. Did you tell them all this? I was, do you remember, my disguise was going to be, is it the hijab where it's just the eyes and the, or the niqab? At, niqab at. Anyway, I was, as I say it's a hijab, I was going to wear a hijab and, and, and in a wheelchair. Did you tell them this? And, and then just hang out outside the Channel 4 offices. That was my plan. Did you tell them that? Yeah. Okay. I think I know why they didn't call. Okay. So, um, their loss. Their loss, not my loss. It's their loss. Um, it's television's loss. Television's weird. And every time... Because my TV career is over now, and I've, I have accepted that. Um, but every now and then, I get little sniffs of a job. Like Hunted like um, Bear Grylls Celebrity Island where I was, gonna, I was a standby contestant and it looked like at one point I might be going and every time I raise my hopes and I get my hopes up and I get really excited I think oh because the Bear Grylls Celebrity Island would have paid that was, that was sweet money I mean, sweet money and um, it, it would have been a laugh. You know, Mark Watson was on there. I like Mark Watson. I think he's brilliant. And I learned to kill animals with Mark Watson. By the way, that's a great name for a show. Um, uh, and I would have. I would have killed wild boar easily. Um, and every time I get my hopes, hopes up, and, and, I, and I, they then get dashed. And I, after it, I'm like, right, never going to let them get my hopes up again. And then they do. And I had the meeting with the people of Hunted, and they were, they were really, really nice. Really nice. But they were kids, and, uh, and they were TV people. And this is, they, honestly, they were really nice people, so this isn't me anyway dissing them. But I, I, I just um, reminded of when I worked with television people, with a very few exceptions that I could name, but I won't, I don't trust TV people. Mm. I don't trust them because they think, and I'm not talking about the hunted people now, but they think that what they're doing is the most important thing in the world and they will bareface lie to you um, if it means they get to make the programme that they want to make. You know, I had it with the, the, the celebrity come dine with me people. They lied to me and I knew they were lying to me as they were doing How? it. How? What do you mean? Um, 
oh, we're not going to, you know, we're going to, you're our favourite out of this group of people. We're going to make you look good in it. Don't you worry about that. You know, it's, it's the others we're going to make silly. And I'm thinking, I don't believe you because I've seen the programme. Everyone comes across looking silly. And I was quite happy to look silly on that because I knew the show and I, I kind of got it and, I, and I, I, I knew the mindset. But I also knew they were lying to me. Yeah. You know, they were lying about how, what they were going to do. Of course, you're going you're to make me look silly in the edit. That's come dying with me. You don't, you don't ever have one person on that show who you'll think, yeah, that's the good guy. You don't ever watch Come Dine With Me and Come Away going, oh, they were already normal, yeah. that was good. No, 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 it's a freak show. And I got that, and I signed up to be in a freak show there. Um, I, I, but I, I am a little bit disappointed about Hunted. Yeah. Um, TV people, you suck. I tell you someone who doesn't so, suck, it's Paul in Stoke Poges. Thank you for saying that. You gave me a compliment for a change. There we go, Paul. I appreciate that. What you got for us? Okay, someone that's not a musician that... Uh, well, first of all, something that I think... Believe if you want to do something for charity. Well, um, what? You were talking about charity organisations. Yeah, I don't want to do anything for charity. Okay, all right, never mind. Okay, I'll forget it then. Could you pass me that big brown bag? I want to show people the yes. book I bought. Oh. Uh, yeah, go on. Okay, someone that, okay, that is short as a musician. Yeah. Right, is his name Brian Johnson, the, the lead singer of ACDC? Mo yeah, he's still about five foot seven, though. I tell you what, he's the most miserable... That's not short, that's as tall as me. He's the most miserable git in the world. I had to, I was doing Have a TV show. him? Yeah, I did a TV show with him over a period of a week. And I, 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 I did a joke with him, right? At the end of an interview, I said, by the way, Brian, before you go... Who's, which, which band rocks the hardest? And he went, Why, ACDC, man. And I went, no, you're wrong, it's Kiss. Anyway, coming up on the show, I had to go and apologise to him the next day because he, he stormed off in a strop. You're joking. No, miserable git. Absolutely. I, thought, I lost I all respect across, for him. I thought he came across as a real down-to-earth guy. So did it? I. And, that, and I thought it's a harmless joke that he'll take yeah. in the spirit of the show. And he didn't. And I had to go and knock on his door and say, Mr. Johnson, I'm really sorry about that. It was such an ill-thought-out um, joke. And, of course, of co that's what I'd say. Of course, ACDC are the hardest rocking band in the world. I had to okay. say that to a bloke in his 50s. Okay, can, can I say, right? Brian okay, he replaced Bon Scott. He was. He yeah. sounded the same, but he was yeah. no. He was no Bon Scott, was he? Here we go. What was the band that um, Brian Johnson was in before ACDC? Ah, uh, now you've got me there. Ah, uh, oh. do you know what? I can't remember either. It was something like um, they were called like shampoo or yeah, cupboard it, or waterfall. Champagne or yeah, it was some, something yeah. like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't that. They weren't that big. They were no. Yeah. No, they were, they, they were like a, a pub band. Um, and, God, uh, I don't want to Google it. I don't, Google's cheating. Yeah, no, I'm not. I've got I've got a computer in front of me. I'm not going to Google it. No. Uh, oh man. Uh, uh. Wasn't there a bit of a glam rocky sort of thing? Yeah, they were kind of pub glam that crossover that was sort of big in the early seventies. A bit ladylike. like. Yeah. I see. Paul, Paul, you'll like this book I bought, right? In this record shop today. Huge, thick book. Uh, $35. It's called Enjoy the Experience, right? And I saw this and I loved it. It is um, a book compiling um, records that people have had pressed themselves. We would possibly call them, um, I've forgotten the phrase. Vanity project. Vanity yeah. recordings. Um, it says here, Homemade Records, 1958 to 1992 and it's got it's got the shags are in here robbie the werewolf um okay, I right. just, 
Yeah. Okay, Go can on. I say, right, a, yeah. a, a, a band that, okay, I know where you come from, yeah, Britwell, Slough. Yes. A band that came from Slough that had records pressed themselves, Thousand Yards Stare. Thousand Yards Stare, Thousand Yards Stare have got back yeah. together. Don't, no, they haven't. They get the Thousand Yards Stare are back together. No. Yeah, they are. I think they released a record recently. All those bands are Thousand Yards Stare, The Soup Ned Dragons. Just me, Ned just told me about Dustbin. I don't know if Ned's are. You'd have to. You'd have. I know that Bread are getting back together. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee live for one night only in New York City on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. This book, if you're watching on Periscope, I've just shown it to you. It's it's an absolute joy. Homemade records. Um, Dwayne Smith, get directly down. <laughs> Oh my God! The, uh, it, uh, it, what's that, Kristen Lems? Kristen Lems in the outdoor. Uh, is that about <laughs> anal sex? <laughs> Flipping heck, it is, isn't it? Anyway, it, it's <laughs> I never forget. Um, we when I was at LBC and I was produced by Chris. You'd like Chris; he's such a nice lad. He produces Nick Ferrari now, so he turned. We had um, Dr. Carl Kennedy on. Oh yeah, and it, it, he's brilliant. Alan, I can't remember his name. He's, he's such a nice bloke, and he gets he gets neighbours. He gets Carl Kennedy. He gets his position right, and he he, he trades off the neighbour's name to to play his band. Yeah. So his band play um, like bigger, country, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's rock, rock oh. and indie rock. And his band play bigger venues than they would if he wasn't the bloke out of Neighbours. Uh-huh. And he gets it, okay. and he loves it. And he does a mixture of covers, like he did the Kaiser Chiefs and, I don't know, whatever, when we saw him. This was ten years ago. And a mixture of originals, including a song called Accidental Trespass. Oh, no. And um, Chris asked him, and he meant it completely, 100%. It wasn't a gag. Um, we, after the gig, we already had him on the show, and he got us guest passes to the gig. And we went to the gig, and we were getting there was a queue to get stuff signed, so we queued up. And um, he hands it over, his CD to get signed, because Chris was like was genuinely a big fan. He went, um, I j- just just want to ask you a question. Um, is accidental trespass about anal sex? And <laughs> Dr. Carl Kennedy burst into laughter, and he went, I'd never thought of it like that. It could be, yeah, it could be. Um, you're listening to the last late night uh, live from New York uh, with me and Kath. We're off to see Amani Coppola at uh, art exhibition. We'll take the recorder. We might record some bits and pieces for next week. Um, but, 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 today that was the most important thing. No, it wasn't going to John Ronson's apartment and having uh, a, a park pointed out to us where they'd film bits of the Warriors. No, 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 no. It was buying presents for the kids. Now, listen carefully, right? You are going to hear the biggest bullshiner <laughs> ever the fella selling fidget spinners i have never heard such crap in my life have a listen to this hey kath listen this is all well and good we've had a great l- uh, well lunch stroke breakfast massive burgers <laughs> massive milkshakes um but, 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 this is our last day in New York. We leave really early tomorrow. We have forgotten the most important thing that we were meant to do while we're here. Um, Empire State Building? Nope. Uh, Statue of Liberty? No. Uh... 
presents for our kids. Oh, God. Quickly, whatever you finish that burger, we need to go and we've got to get presents for the kids. Otherwise, it's no point in us going back home. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Um, we're looking for shops. Hey, a shoe shop. Kids, kids love shoes. No, they do not. Okay. Um, hey, a clothes shop. Kids love clothes. No, mums love clothes. There's a Santander. Uh, bank. Spanish, isn't it, Santander? Yeah, it is. Great to see them doing so well over here in the United States of America. They're big in financials, the Spanish, as we all know. No, they are not. They are big in financials. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you been learning? Yeah, been practising. Um, books, books are boring, everyone knows that. No one reads books, they're dull. My kids already got books. Sorry? I bought my uh, kids' books yesterday. Yeah, kid, they won't. That's yeah, they won't like that. Boring books, books, boring. Um, <clears throat> well, it turns out that they closed down FAO Schwartz or FOA Schwartz in 2004. HMV closed in about 2004, and the Virgin closed in about 2012. So all the fun shops have been closed. Why is this? It's all the shops that I like are gone. I could get ah. Now there's an idea. I could get them a Starbucks. Um, card, like a gift card. Right, have you ever... No. Kids and coffee. I remember as a child, and I'm talking like five, having cups of tea. Yeah. my kids. I would drink it with a teaspoon. I would spoon it out. My girls drink tea. That's that's, that's bad parenting. It's caffeine, mate. It's decaf. Oh, for goodness sakes. Well, they're not drinking tea then. Um... having tea in a bottle like a baby bottle oh yeah 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 or Tommy Tippy we used to give the boys uh, vodka in a bottle we called it Tommy Tipsy good good and just for um, those idiots who like to complain to Ofcom about me that was what I call in inverted commas a joke you can complain that the jokes aren't up to standard but you can't complain about my excellent parenting skills. But on a serious note, my oh. granddad did used to give me, I must have been about five or six, baby sham in a plastic beaker. But that's not alcoholic. Uh, yes, it is. What the heck? Well, I remember drinking um, beer when I was five. And we turned out okay, right? Yeah, yeah we turned out okay. <laughs> that's a good cartoon voice. We turned out okay. Oh, my God. The treasure, it's gone. People are moving away from us on the pavement. If that was your plan, well done. If not, can you stop it? No, no! Man, I need to go back to the 70s just to do cartoon voices. Um, This seems to be the shoe, old ladies' clothes, bank part of town. (laughs) And we don't have any old ladies we need to buy for today, so we need to buy... You're not shopping for yourself, Kev? Oh, now, come on! We just navigated the subway correctly, and it brought me to where I want to go. Excellent. Now, um, now we're, but now we uh, I don't. I, I get directions confuse me. Which way's towards? That was the. Ah, that was the cinema. Yeah. Oh, so right. there, and then right. Really, I thought it was out and left. Well, left will take us to Times Square, but we don't really want to go to Times Square. We want to go to the toy, toy square. So le- I think we go right. Let's go. Let's go right. Hello, minions. Hello. 
Okay, we're on Broadway, and it's opening night, and I'm so... Th- we're not on Broadway. We, I mean, we're on the street Broadway, I think. It's better to say No, um, now we're on Fashion Avenue. I don't even know... Avenue. What? Avenue. We're on, we're on Fashionu. <laughs> we're on John Fashionu. Um, the Fash. Ah, okay, there's a comic store. Right. Um, guys, well, oh, I don't know. Oh, hang on, there might be some Wonder Woman stuff there. We can, yeah. We can get away with that. Yeah, let's have a little look-see in there and see what we can find. Aha, now... One thing my children did request was snow globes. And this is um, what can only be described as, uh, what my dad would call it, a toot shop um, that sells crap. But they've got snow globes. Let's go and get some snow globes for my kids. I might, I might just buy them some fidget spinners and say they're, like, really good because they're from America. They're rare, yeah. They're rare American fidget spinners. And this is a proper tacky-tura shop. Brilliant. I love it. Let's see what we can find here we go, snow globes. Two for 25 bucks. I'm in. Um, I quite like the cab. And the thing is, you've got to get the same one, haven't you? No, my kids would always want different. Oh, they, my kids will fight horrifically over it. Um, no, what does that say? Oh, no. Pride, <laughs> New York. I mean, yes, it's it's in the rainbow. It's an LGBT snow globe. I'm not averse to that, of course. Of? As, as they say inside, I thought, nothing wrong with it. But <laughs> that's... Um, it's an apple. I think I'm going to get two of the cab ones. I think the boys are like that. Yeah. We're going to get those, I think. Um, can you hold this for me, please? Wow. Some people are still clinging on. Hillary President 2016. Yeah. I kind of don't want to tell them. Where do I take these to pay for these, sir? Over here, beautiful. Yes, please. You're fantastic. There we go. Two New York cab snow globes. So that if that's that's the functional touristy thing. Now, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's a Donald Trump bottle opener, guys. His mouth opens the bottle. Uh, yeah, Here we go. I've just found... I wasn't recording any of that, I forgot. Okay. Uh, but we just found a stall selling fidget spinners. But these are, these are actual cool fidget spinners. Captain America Shield which goes all psychedelic when you spin it, and um, the Batman logo. <laughs> the boys are going to love it, but there's no one here selling them, which I think means... I guess... I mean, maybe a new... Here's the thing. If we put one in our pocket and walked off, that guy would turn up quickly. <laughs> you know that would happen. <laughs> there's no one here selling it. He's got... There's a, literally a queue for his fidget spinners. Dude, you've got a queue. You've got a queue. Here he comes. Here he comes. We thought that you were donating these free to the general public. 
I was. But now you're back, we got to pay. Go on, you go first. How much is this? 20 dollars. Like what? Like Captain America is 20 dollars. You don't like this, man? Bluetooth? A Bluetooth fidget Bluetooth spinner. Bluetooth fidget spinner, $20. Bluetooth. Play music or spin. These are five. Three for ten. These are ten. How about for twenty? Twenty for a Batman and a, a Captain America. No. That twenty, forty bucks no. is a lot for fidget spinners. Then give me thirty. Thirty. I'll give you twenty-five. No. Not for, not for those two? No. For which Batman? Which Batman? A metal Batman? No. No. One of these? No. No. These are both twenty-hour items. And then I have to pay for the license. The license for five dollars. You don't pay. You haven't got the license. I pay five dollars just to buy this. From the, I can't buy this without paying the license for five dollars. You have got the official Batman fidget spinner license. Yep. I'm, I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a license. Yeah, you have to pay for the license. Come Just on. like I love New York. Come on, I love, I yeah, love yeah, New York. Yeah, that's license. Yeah, they have up, license. Yeah. This is the same thing. It has licenses. You've not paid for the license. And I'm right in front of the comic store. <laughs> the comics don't and own I'm it. Right from the comic store, so they don't even sell these anymore inside the comic store because I sell them out here. Okay, we're gonna go in the comic store, and you're gonna think about your best price there for. $30 for the two. We'll be back in a minute. Let me get some money. Thank you, man. I'm really sorry to approach and see the match children are convinced they know you from somewhere. I've now heard the Nightly Sharks egg, so I'm assuming it's Where? Uh, yeah, well, my name's Ian Lee. I used to be on... T- I did, like, Big Brother, and they might have seen me do a Big Brother thing with Ryland. They're going mental. Where are they? Those things, they're special needs, right? They've got a learning disability. They're wee one there. Let's go and say hello to them. Are you Should sure? we go and say hello? Yeah, of course we will. My mum, someone tell who I think I'm actually I don't know. Why would you know? <laughs> Come on, let's go and say hello to them. What are their oh, names? I didn't mean for you to do that. That's Nicholas, all right. Nicholas, Stephen and Michelle. Steve, sorry. Nicholas, Stephen and Michelle. Nicholas, Stephen and Michelle. Let's go. Where are they? Oh, we'll go and say hello. Nicholas, Stephen and Michelle. Hey guys, it's about to start raining. We're coming. Hey, you were right. I used to do a thing years ago. Well, a couple of years ago with Rylan on Big Brother. Yes. Is that where you saw me? Yes. I thought it might be. Well, they were a delightful family. And um, now we're inside the comic book store. And it is an absolute treasure trove of toys. My kids would love it. Um, at the moment, I am uh, fingering Mario. And I'm looking for a Luigi, but we don't have a Luigi, so I might just get two Marios. Um, I think the kids would love that. You don't want to... Bowser. Bowser Jr. No. This is the thing with my children is you've kind of got to get similar... Similar, similar things. Um, Hang on a minute. Can you hold that? Yeah. I've seen that. Hang on, just this. Oh, there's a flash for six dollars. I've got to buy that. So we get a flash for six dollars as well. Let's get one for the, for the other. Um, 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 that's a Lady Catherine. Yeah, why is she so evil? <laughs> uh, this is a good little haul. A couple of Mario figures. Hello, this is going. Yeah, so we're, we're recording. That's Lovely. why. That's. Good, good producing. Soz. Um, so that bloke can shove his $20 fidget spinners up his ass. 
as far as I'm concerned. But good for him for keeping up with the licensing agreement. Well, it, it, you, so often you see these vendors in the streets and they have no official connection with the company. So for him to be able to do that, respect, and that's, that's why it costs so much. Thank you very much indeed. Beautiful. Boys are going to love those and I'm going to love my book. Right, I am sorted. Um, the, the boys are going to love that, but more than I planned to, but that's what happens. Hang on a bit, let me just try something. $10 for the, bat, for the Batman and the Captain America? The pair? Okay. Okay, man. Not a chance. Um, what is it you're after? A unicorn. And a baby or a dog. Right. Oh, but the baby or a dog, I think, is an option. The yeah. eldest is a lot more uh, laid back, and she'll just be happy with what she gets. Yeah. The youngest knows exactly what she wants. She wants the unicorn. It's got to be a unicorn. I don't know where we're going to get a unicorn from, but if we're going to get one, it's going to be in New York. Of course, the home of the unicorn. Well, I would say a successful shopping trip. We beat New York. Talk Radio 1, New York nil. And now can we sleep? Oh, no. <laughs> no, now you've got to work hard. And um, I'm just going to sit and close my eyes and meditate on the experience we had running around like idiots buying toys for our children that, let's be honest, we probably could have bought back in England. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Late nights with Ian Lee on DAB, on app, and of course on talkradio.co.uk, live from New York City for the last time, uh, certainly on this run. Uh, those um, uh, fidget spinners that were $20 each, I've just ordered them from Amazon.co.uk. <laughs> and they were, what, more expensive, I guess? Well, I guess Amazon don't have the official license because I got the pair of them, including postage, for six quid. <laughs> Not $40, which is about 30 five quid outrageous i got them for six and you hear no i tell you what's outrageous catherine i was considering paying that i was considering paying that absolute i got the license uh, they don't sell them in that store no more he did himself out of quite a lot of business yeah. there because at one point he did say 30 dollars for yeah. two i went back and i said after we'd been in the shop and we we bought the presents i went back and said mate i'll give you ten dollars for both thirty dollars ah jog on fella Stick your license where the sun don't shine. Speaking of licenses, it's Muffled Ray. Yay. Alpha Flip, can you hear me? Yes, but take that thing out of your mouth. <laughs> you're right, you're not even funny. Well, sometimes you are, but obviously, can you hear me any better than normal? Huh? Yeah, I can, actually. Are you on a different phone? No, same phone. I'm, I'm just walking home. Ah, maybe it's your house. Maybe your yeah. house is, is, um, has a dulling effect. Like your <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's, well, I'm just, it's just so, science. So science. It's just science, right? What you got for us, boss? Well, I, I was just listening to, to um, the, the lovely little bit you've just done, and uh, yes. I, I'm glad there was more to it than snow globes, because that would have been a disappointment. No, no, it wouldn't. Do you know what? Um, uh, my boys, when I, when I was coming, I said, right, what do you guys want? They, and the eldest said Lego, I think the, the, the youngest might have said Pokemon, and then they both said, if, but if you can't get that, snow globes will do. They love snow globes. Really? Yeah! Snow globes, my boys love snow globes and fridge magnets. 
No one loves fridge no, magnets. No, they do. They do because... No, they do I'm because... a mum and people keep buying me fridge magnets and, and assuming that no. I'm going to go for that. I smile, but no one loves them. No, the boys magnet. love them. Honestly, the boys love them because it makes them have a, feel like they've got... I mean, they'll grow out of it soon enough. But they feel like I've got connection with another place. They're on display in the kitchen, so everyone get and they go with that. Oh no, they're constantly showing me their fridge magnets. No, they love it. Very simple pleasures. Enjoy uh, that, my children. Ray. Very simple pleasures. Wow, I, I've been up to um, Chelsea Art College tonight. Uh, my niece has just sort of finished her degree. Oh yeah. Um, Snow globes. So I, I will tweet when I get home. I'll tweet a very interesting picture of one of the exhibitions. Is there there a penis involved in it? (laughs) No, no, but it's 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 it's, well, it's it's worse. It's Theresa May. I've got to be careful. Theresa May naked. And and it's and it's a female exhibitor uh, naked, and she's got a a European flag sticking out of somewhere. Coming out of her woo-wah? or her (laughs) empty. Good for well, that, yeah. And she's smoking a cigarette. Here's the thing. It's called a Vexit. Well, we're going... <laughs> we're going to an art exhibition tonight, and I bet we're going to see a few fannies in there. I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see... Because that, that's the artist's default it's position. challenging, yeah. Yeah, it's a challenging... Uh, this is already won an award. What for? Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, because... My, my niece was quite appalled by it. I, I, wow. I found it quite funny, but uh, she said it, she's a feminist and uh, very sort of anti anything anti-government. So yeah, so yes. Well, so these are the things these artists get up to in the name of art makes me want to puke. You're going to spread soon, aren't you? You just said it for me. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Another 23 minutes, 20 minutes um, to get your calls in because the last hour, the big interview today um, is John Ronson, who, of course, wrote uh, The Psychopath Test, Shamed. Uh, Men Who Stare at Goats. Men Who Stare at Goats. You know, the, 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 the film was based on that book. Uh, he wrote the movie Frank. He's got a new movie coming out. Uh, I met him when I was a very, very drunk 15-year-old um, at a gig. And I uh, bullied him because I wanted his, Frank, uh, his his monkey's T-shirt he was wearing. Uh, and he'd interviewed Davy Jones and Mickey Dolenz. And I remember him saying in the dressing room at the Marquee Club when I was 15 years old and absolutely steaming drunk, he went, well, you know, Mickey Dolenz was lovely, but Davy was just a miserable old queen. Um, sums him up, I think. <laughs> but he was, he was, um, uh, uh, he very kindly invited us to his rather swish, let's be honest, delightful, Apartment, and he made us coffee. He made us coffee. We met his lovely wife, um, we and got, his dogs. Yeah, we met his, his dogs. Although one of them was not sure Very about rude. us. Yes, one one was friendly. The other one was having none of it. Um, and it was it was delightful. I mean, a, a thrill, and it's a really good chat. And we talk about Alex Jones. He's had dealings with Alex Jones recently. Uh, we talk about um, Paul Joseph Watson, the Prison Planet guy. We talk about his new film, his new podcast. Um, he we talk about Twitter. We talk about Twitter. He talks about um, Hopkins a little bit and uh, all kind of stuff like that. So that is the last R of the show, and I think you will enjoy that. Um, normal service resumes on. I say normal service resumes on Monday, but uh, we have met so many 
interesting, artistic, creative people. And we have enjoyed going out with my little portable Zoom H6, which um, uh, is the best investment I think I've ever made. It cost me... Uh, 170 I can't, I'm going to say 170 quid um, but it's, uh, all the stuff out on the street is recorded on that and it just fits in my bag and we whip it out and we go and record stuff and all the interviews are done on that um, and I've kind of enjoyed doing that so I think we're going to bring more of that back to the show in the UK I want to change the name of the show as well I'll run that past the boss um, and you know for the last nine months on my contract let's uh let, i've got big big plans um if you want to give us a call now's a really good time no one's on the switchboard otherwise me and kath will just sit here and chat until john ronson uh at midnight oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number it's the very last late night with ian lee live from new york city on talk radio late night ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking Hello to Ian and Jane, who are listening, right? And um, I, I, I love Ian and Jane. Uh, they're, they're, uh, let me read their Twitter bio. We are artists and filmmakers. Oh, they work really closely with Nick Cave. They do loads of stuff with Nick Cave. And I've had the joy, in, and they're, they are gently joshing me because I've been slightly dissing artists. My tongue is firmly in my cheek as well, you know. Um, but I've done two things with them uh, that I've absolutely loved. One was uh, I'm in a 3D film, shot in proper 3D. If I've got a tiny part, um, Kevin Eldon is kind of the main, the, 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 the star in it, and it's, um, I, I can't remember what it is, it's, it's a slightly scripted rehearsal of a film that never gets made, or something, it's a sci-fi kind of thing, and I, 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 it's a little bit vague. But the other thing um, that I did with them um, is called Performer Audience F Off, and they've just sent me some pictures of it, and when was this? Was this 2000 and Two two thousand two thousand and nine. What? No, I dispute that date. No, two thousand and nine. I thought it was fun. That look how slim I am. I was growing my hair long. I was wearing my stunt Converse, which were what pure white cons that I only wore in studio for TV. Look how slim I am. God, um, and it was great. It was absolutely great. It was such fun. Um, it was um, based on this uh, sort of mid seventies um, uh, artist thing. It's twenty minutes long, and it was split into four sections. And I, I haven't got time to read the whole thing, so I can't remember what the four sections were. But I had to talk about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So now, if I were doing it now, I'd say, "Well, I'm sat on the sofa, and I can feel the sofa on my bottom, and I'm holding the microphone in my left hand, and I'm looking straight ahead, and I've just lifted my right hand. Oh, my head just twitched to the left." And I think now I'm going to turn to the right to look at you. Yeah, you are. And then I would be, would say the first thing that came into my head about the people that were there. And then halfway through, I had to, there was a mirror behind me, and I had to turn around and kind of do the same thing, but using the reflection. I love it. I love stuff like that. And I partly love stuff like that because uh, uh, Ian and Jane... Um, invited me to do this and allow me to be and I've always got a soft spot for performance art I think performance art um, when it's done well when it's done well and when it's done badly is brilliant in between it's a bit boring but when it's done superbly or when it's done awfully it's just the most delicious thing uh, and this was great fun 2009 really I thought it was much longer ago than that 
I dispute that 2009. I dispute that. Maybe that's when they published the film. I, I, I'm disputing. I'm calling you out on that. Paul's back on the line. Evening, Paul. Hi, uh, you were talking about, I just want to say, it's funny you just brought out 3D as well, because what I called yes. in for originally was you bought, your, you bought your children snow globe things, yeah? What's the betting? Those snow globes don't make it home in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they make a bit of a mess in your suitcase, don't they? Yes, they will. Okay. <laughs> don't cry. I hope they're, not, I hope they're not got glitter in them. Uh, I think they do. Or they, they, have they got glitter in them? Um, I think they might do. Oh, God. Glitter makes a mess everywhere, doesn't it? Yep, 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 yep. Listen, Paul, I've got two little girls. There is very seldom a day when I've not got glitter somewhere because of those kids. It's just don't, don't, you just, don't you just hate the teachers that have to teach kids at school and have to clear out the classroom after <laughs> no, when they're playing? I don't, I don't hate teachers. I like them. No, I don't hate teachers, but, you know, don't hate... Teachers hate having to do the things with glitter and yes, glitter yes. and glue. Anyway, 3D! 3D, okay. It was funny, you, you mentioned about snow globes as well. Yes. My best, fr my best friend in the world, okay, bought yes. me because my brain, I explained to her, my brain worked like this. Yeah. And she found me one by coincidence when she was in Clinton Cards one day a few months oh, ago. Yeah. And I said, my brain worked like a kaleidoscope. Oh. And she right. found, and she was going to pay for a card for her dad for his yeah. birthday. Okay. And on and on and on the front counter was a kaleidoscope, and she bought it for me because she was thinking of you. Yeah, because oh. yeah, I mentioned it. And you know what? I have a five-year-old. I have a five-year-old nephew. Yes. I have a five-year-old nephew that has every computer game console going. Yes. Everything, every virtual reality thing. But every time he comes and visits me at my house for Sunday lunch, the first thing he does is want to pick up, and he asks me permission to look at my kaleidoscope. Well, that's a great story. I wouldn't open with it, Paul, but that's a great story. He loves it more than Sonic the Hedgehog. Bread! <laughs> oh, my God. Why did he... I don't... I don't want to be rude to the man. But why did he phone us up then? Oh, because you said kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. What? No, I didn't. I said 3D. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can do better than that, can't you guys? <laughs> can't you? Um, we were having an argument yesterday. Which one? Um, I can narrow it down. You were saying that fish had blood. Yeah, of course they have. This is a serious question, okay? In the dying moments of this hour, before we go to the John Ronson interview, which I think you're going to love, by the way. Um, uh, uh, we had a big argument about whether fish have blood, and yeah. you think they do, and not, they do. and also you think it's red. Yeah. Well, that's nonsense. Why? Have you ever cut the head off a goldfish? No. Have you? Well, whether I have or not is oh, irrelevant. Gosh. You have, haven't you? It, that is that doesn't actually matter. Um, but if it goldfish are translucent, here we go. No, they're not. It. They're gold. No, they're not. They're translucent. What does translucent mean? means light travels through it. Exactly. That means virtually see-through. They're not. They're translucent. Have you ever seen a goldfish? I used to have goldfish. Right, well then you'll know they're translucent. I know. They you can blood. see light through it. If you shot, shone a torch through a goldfish, you'd see the light come through. If you shine a torch through me, you'd see through it. What's your well, point? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would. Well, you would because well, you you're quite pale. You're mm. translucent then. Mm. Yeah. Right. 
So if I were to shine a torch through you, and only certain parts of you, um, which parts? Well, the wrist probably. Ear. No. Well, yeah, you'd see the blood. Mm -hmm. With a goldfish, you don't see any blood. If they have blood, it's like a, it's like um, a pale juice. It's, no. It's certainly not. Um, it's certainly not red. I, I don't believe it for a second. Well, you I, didn't think they had blood full stop at one point. Well, no, what do think they're made out of? Water. Carrot. Don't be a, an idiot. They are, I genuinely, and this is, we are You thought they are made out of water. What? Well, well, why not? Why not? You're made out of water. Yeah, but it's not, I'm also made out of blood. Yeah, exactly. But they are not. A fish does not, if you cut a fish, does it bleed? Yes. No. Yes, it does. It doesn't. It totally, totally okay. doesn't. Have you ever been to a garden centre? Hang on one second. Woody, call back. We can't get through to you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, I've been to garden centres. Okay. Have you ever put something on your garden? It's called Fish Blood and Bone. No, I've got their first album though on vinyl. Have you know? No, I have not. Well, it's a fertiliser because fish have got blood and bones. Well, fish have got bones. I know they've got bones. Okay, I've so eaten a fish. I've cut a fish open. And I've not seen blood. Ipso facto, they don't have blood. This mm. one wasn't. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You've got seven minutes, dear listener, to back one of us up on this, uh, and it's going to be me. You back up on this because I'm the one. What is speaking sense? Where are the fisher folk? They will know because when you haul it out and pull that hook out of its mouth, it bleeds, doesn't it? It does not. I've been fishing. I don't go fishing anymore. I think it's cruel, and I'm thinking of becoming a vegetarian again. Um, but the hook does no no blood comes out of the fish's mouth when you uh, when you fish it when you hook it when you fish it. Okay, all right. Here's one. Go. You know when um, you watch Jaws uh, and they're in the boat. Yes. Okay. How do they get the the How do they get the shark to come? They put uh, like a hunk of meat over the edge. Load of dead fish. It's not dead fish. Blood. It's not dead fish. Yes, it is. It's half a cow. You see exactly destroyed you there mate and here's another thing i don't get when we how has ear candling mm. oh, become I, a I phrase i can't help you with that is that a verb to, Ca it, to is, candle is candling a verb mm. i don't know verbs adverbs ad, a doing ad, word ad, is a an verb. adverb is quickly yes a doing word so ear okay, candling so an adverb so ad means to but don't be please no, don't listen. i've just explained uh, adverb it means quickly yeah but i'm what I'm, I'm helping you with yeah it means quickly it's a way something is being done it means quickly yeah so quickly is an quickly adverb. so an adverb is quickly david hello do fish have blood yeah i go fishing and and, uh, and they bleed all the time when you put the yep. hook in them sorry mate yep. they bleed all the time that if they don't bleed all the time all right then david um, no 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 listen listen they, they, they do actually bleed and and coffins right with the blood and gut stuff as well with where you put it in your garden for fertilizer yeah so all right do fish have periods no because they're not mammals well, I, I don't too. know I've, 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 oh no not, not, not going to tell that joke. <laughs> no, no, good for you. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, if fish bleed, then, if fish bleed, let's assume that David is right, okay? Although he sounds like a drunkard. <laughs> if fish I, bleed, Dave... I, I might be stoned, but I'm not a drunkard. Okay, he's a stoner. Oh, right. There is a difference. Okay. Well, then, if fish bleed, David, how can you sleep at night um, making creatures bleed? I'm thinking about giving the fish enough, to be fair. 
I think you should give it up. I think you should renounce it because it's if if these creatures do bleed, they don't. They do. Then that's du- you might as well just go around um, uh, stabbing dogs, <laughs> cutting open cutting open sheep from from um, mouth to mouth, from lip to lip. Imagine doing that, David. That's what you're doing to the fish. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be right, but they you do bleed. They do bleed, though. No, they don't bleed, David. Catherine, how are you? Come on. Help us out. I'm, I'm backing you up. Well, I don't... I, you and I do not need to fight this imbecile. In, 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 in. the, the only person that's phoned up to back you up is a drug abuser. Yeah, but... Who's a sadistic drug abuser who gets, gets um, sexual pleasure from torturing animals. Right. That, that's who you want on your side? You're welcome to him. <laughs> oh, David... I, I don't know what to say. You no, you don't. To waste time until 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 midnight. You've it's, got him it's absolutely <laughs> bread spot on. Absolutely, we are trying to waste time. No, we're not wasting time. This isn't wasting time. This these are the big questions. The, we are asking the big questions that need to be asked. Do you know how I know that fish bleed? Yeah, go on, Catherine. Tell us. Because we had goldfish when I was a kid. Because my parents are tight and they would not let me have a proper animal. They only let me have a boring animal that was kept in a flipping bowl. Yes, mate. So I had these fish, and I was very fond of uh, Cleopatra, my first fish. Cleopatra. And she, but she, at yeah, but she got um, a mite, sort of like a like a wormy thing in the side of her. So my mum whapped her out. Oh, as the as the as the, the mite got blood in it, as it as it. Yeah, it was eating the fish. As a mite got blood in it, as it yeah. it might do. Oh, it's got blood in it. Oh, do you want to hear this story? Mm. So I'm mom, just wasting. Apparently, I'm just wasting time until midnight. Well, if that's the case, then the first two hours of every show, I'm just wasting time until midnight. What a ridiculous thing to say! I'm going to report him. Um, right, I want to rep- uh, report David to the police, and I'm going to get my legal team onto him for libel. How's about that? that so I'll see you in court, Sonny. And I'm going to um, um, report him to Twitter. Uh, we may be the home of free speech, but you can take free speech too far. And just saying, I'm wasting time until mid- libel. You, you're, you, you better uh, consult your lawyers. Well done. That's forty seconds you've uh, Thank used you. up there. So mum whapped out the fish on the um, kitchen table yeah. and went in there with the tweezers. Whee. She operated on it. And what happened? It bled. Yeah. It survived for another few weeks. Wowzers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate fish. They're horrible. They are um, ridiculously difficult to keep alive, those little buggers. Mm. Absolutely impossible. They're not fun. No. They don't give anything back. And I find them disgusting yeah. in the way that they trail their poo around after them for days um we're coming to the end of our new york adventure we're off uh, straight after this to go and see amani coppola and um go and, go and visit her at her art exhibition and then maybe get some food because i'm actually quite peckish again yeah. um uh, but you're going to listen to you've got another hour dear listener you're going to hear the interview um with john ronson which i think you will thoroughly thoroughly enjoy um, highlights of the week for you, Catherine Boyle. Highlights of the week. Um, meeting uh, John Ronson today was wonderful. Yep. I loved it. Yep. Um, I also loved the way his concierge got our name spectacularly wrong. You'll hear that it in the It tickled me no end. Yes. Um, uh, Kenny Kramer. It's made me want to watch Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, Seinfeld's um, been on in the evening. Have you caught any of it? I caught some, yeah. Dennis! Good evening, Ian, and how are you? And how are you, Catherine? Big up yourself. He sounds spunkier than he sounded in the last 30 years, doesn't he? What's going Hello, on, Dennis? Well, 
I'm just going to correct you. The fish blood and meal doesn't mean to say it's fish blood. It's blood and, and bone from yeah. an animal. You missed the end bit there. And fish as well. It's not fish blood, though, is it, Dennis? It's blood from an animal. Yeah. Yeah. And the bone as well. Exactly. From what animal? He's just, it doesn't matter what animal. He's destroyed you there. You've been destroyed by a, a scientific miracle. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dennis. Well, we're out of time, so bread. Um, it's a great band. He's destroyed you there. Absolutely murdered you live on the radio. It's fish, comma, blood, comma, bones. Boom, shakalak. You go and hang out with David and, and, and get him to roll a fat one for you. I bet you're one of those people that, you, oh, yeah, if it's being passed around, you'll have a go, but you can't roll it yourself and you're certainly not going to pay for it. Um, dear listener, we are back in the studio. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. No, 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 no. I don't. We're back in the studio uh, on Monday, but do stay tuned for the next hour because this is one of my favourite people of all time. The guy is an absolute gentleman um, and I love all of his books and all of that stuff. Uh, coming up live from New York City, it's Mr. John Ronson. Talk Radio. Hey, listen, everybody that's listened this week, that's emailed, that we've met, that sh- thank you, thank you, thank you. Me and Kath have had the best professional week we've ever had. Another hour to go. I think you're going to like this. John Ronson, one of the nicest men in the world, coming to you from New York City on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Room service. That's your room service. I brought you locks and wiggles. Hey, come on, we're late. We're late, we're late, we're late. We're late. Are you always hustling me? Well, you're always late, that's why. Come on, man. We're off to see John Ronson. Well, that's good. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can persuade him to be my friend. Well. I think. How much are you going to talk to? What does that mean? Come on, come on. We're late, we're late, we're late, we're late. I'm going to call the lift. This is what I've been dealing with all week, guys. I'm producing this show. This show is unproducible by anybody apart from me. Hey, just saying nice things about you as a producer. No, um, Where's my puineto telefono mu? Ever. Um... We're going to get an Uber, guys. I know some of we've we've listen. I think we've done our. We have done a lot for the um, uh, official cab. We, I must have spent about five hundred dollars on cabs. What I enjoy about Uber is um, attitude bingo that you play, right? Because <sighs> sometimes they're lovely, like Ebenezer last night that was, was lovely. We got the whole life story and stuff. Hugo, he was quiet, but he was. Pl- There's a fella whose GPS was a block off. So he's every time. Yeah, every time so he met us a block he said, I'm outside where you t-. I said, No you're not. He said, I'm outside where you told me to, one six four. He was a block away. Um, good morning. Um, and then he dropped us off a block away as well. Didn't say sorry, didn't show any signs of being at all bothered. I got him back though. Yeah. Do you know what I did? Oh did you I gave him a three star review. 
Well, three stars, as we established when we spoke to Keith and the girl, is yeah. the ultimate non-committal review. I can't give him a two-star review. He's a bloke earning not much money. I don't want to destroy his career. But essentially, he didn't do his job. No. Yeah. You say that, and you're right, you're right. But I don't want to ruin a man's livelihood just because I had to walk two blocks. You won't ruin it. While there are lazy people like us, hi. While there are lazy people like us looking for Ubers, he will always have work. Okay, well, let us... Out we go. So we're looking for Jonathan today. Jonathan is our driver. His license plate ends... See, I'm speaking American. I'm saying license plate. Block GPS instead of sat-nav. Um, his license plate ends 361C. He's driving a Honda Pilot. Okay, yes, it is. Hey, there we go. Look at that. That's the kind of service I dig. This looks like a fun car. Yeah. Good morning, Jonathan. Oh, thank you, man. Once again, Catherine, due to your um, tardy no. attitude, I think your, your, due to your disrespectful um, uh, way uh, towards the listeners, um, who are really what this show's all about, mm. we haven't had time for breakfast or a coffee. Well, we can. Al- this is New York City. We can always find breakfast and coffee. Yes, I know we can. We can of course we can. They sell it. Did you notice as well how you felt like my timing was off this morning? Yeah. But we come out of the hotel and Jonathan pulls up straight away. It's as if I'd planned everything. Well, no, it's as if I didn't press request Uber until we got into the lift. Uh. So, yeah. Um, uh, another... Uh, you can tell that a week together is true. <laughs> it's been quite it's quite fractious um but yes another i have to do another interview without any sustenance without any nourishment with no refreshment it's the david cameron approach oh no he used to make he, he hold used to a wee, didn't he, he used, used to hold to, a wee. no he used to hold a pig didn't he oh not while he was interviewing surely jeez um Okay, well, I think we're going to a very posh area today. If he lives in a very posh area, um, as one would expect. Um, I love John Ronson. Uh, for those of you who don't know, of course, I should fill in perhaps the, the, some blanks on who John Ronson is. Um, he's a writer. He's written some brilliant, um, very funny books um, called Them, uh, Shamed, uh, the, men the Men Who Stare at Goats. Um, he's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant writer. For a while, he worked with Frank Sidebottom in his band as a keyboard player wrote a brilliant book about that wrote the movie Frank which I loved um, uh, um, some people disliked it because it wasn't about Frank Sidebottom but it wasn't about Frank Sidebottom it was just a bloke who looked like him called Frank but I loved it I thought it was great he's got a new movie coming out um, on Netflix which do we know how to pronounce it yet? Oakjar okay um, and um, he's just you know he's, uh, he's, he's a very interesting clever funny man and I'm going to make him my friend good luck with that Ian well we're here look this has been a rather pleasant drive thank you very much (sighs) what a lovely block thanks a lot have a great day bye bye bye. now we're we're a little bit early we I don't we can't go in too early got fluff all over you we can't go in too early can we we um, go for a walk around the block. Yeah, let's suss him out. Let's suss. Let's case the joint. 
I've seen lots of um, there's one there lots of cars abandoned by the road where they've they've had like a massive crash and they've just been left there We'll ask John about that. Perhaps he has something to do with it. Oh, maybe. Saying that, there's one outside um, Talk Radio that's been there for about a month. Have you seen it? Yes. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> um, well, this is a very nice apartment. We're by the river. Hudson? Um, yes, that, that um, Tom Hanks crashed an aeroplane into, famously. <laughs> um, uh, that film, Scully, Sully, was also directed by um, Dirty Harry as was Jersey Boys which we've been talking about earlier this week and it was another film that that 20 minutes into it I turned it off because it was boring was he riding, driving the plane going so it was an ordinary day <laughs> I wonder um, please dear listener you phone in 03444991000 um, has has Dirty Harry ever directed a good movie people didn't he do Million Dollar Baby? That was brilliant. Well, it, 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 yes, he did do that. Job done then. Have you seen it? Yes, I loved it. Okay, well, but your your taste is is I'm not even including that because you <laughs> like absolute tosh, not true. absolute tosh. Um, so I'm not including that. Um, and anyone can get lucky once. Uh, <laughs> What's your film then? Um, balcony shirt signing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we're in a very, very lovely neighbourhood. Very peaceful. Um, uh, uh, old buildings by New York standards. Look at those old water coolers up there, look. Legionnaire's disease waiting to happen. I think these buildings are called brownstones. Why is that? Because they're made of brownstone. OK. And, um, yes, this is, ni- this is nice. This I could live here. Oh, I could live here, definitely. This works. I think we might... Is it, is it starting to rain? A bit, yeah. Oh, man. No, no, no. No more walking around the block, then. Let's go... Um, John can keep us dry. This is some building, huh? This is incredible. Right. Okay, this is it. Um, I guess we just go in. Good morning. Hello, good morning. How We're, are you? Very well. How are you today? How can I help you? We're meeting a friend of ours, John Ronson, who's in apartment... Are you ready to go up? We are. We don't know where to... We've never been here before. Okay, let me just check. Thank you. Please do. You will, of course, bleeped his apartment yeah, number, won't you? Yes, I will. Thank you. Just take the whole thing out. No, take the whole thing out. It's Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Can you just leave me to my crap? Oh, this is Ian Lee and the boys are here. Okay. Did I pronounce your last name? It's close enough. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, yes. Boyle, okay. Boyle. Dan Lee and David. The which one, where do we go? Along here. Thank you. Sorry, about three, four minutes back. Yes, we, we got we were here early, so we went for a little wander around to see where we were going. Gosh, You've got very nice features. Oh, thank you. That's and the gentleman is nice never... too, but she's like uh, very pretty. Tenth floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. D, D, thank you. <laughs> Who did he call us, Boyd? Yeah. I'll take a minute. <laughs> Elaine and the boys. 
It's a great, by the way, guys, you can't have that band name. We're having it. Would you please welcome live on stage Elaine and the boys? I want to die. This is like a, all right, boys. This is like a lift from a movie, a wood panelled. I refuse to use the E word. I'm not going to do that. So I'm not going to grace them. How high up are we going? My ears just popped. Here we go. Please. Oh, okay. You always switch the mickey out. <laughs> I don't, um, and, um, yeah, switch the light yeah. off. It's less interrogatory. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, seeing Imani Coppola was the highlight for me. I loved, we met Kenny Kramer, the inspiration for Seinfeld's Kramer. Oh, at, oh and is he, is he just like Oh, Kramer? my God. Well, I guess so. I wasn't really massively into the show, so it wasn't even about that. He was just a storyteller, wasn't he? And he oh, he's, he's he, he massively like... Yeah. Kramer, he was, t- you know, he was telling them about how he got the tour together and put the tour together, and it was just like oh. a Seinfeld story, you know. That's all set around here, uh, Seinfeld. That was all set in the Upper West Side. Yeah. And, the, and the cafe that they go to is uh, it's the same cafe, I think. I, I hope I'm not giving you bad information. I believe it's the same cafe where Susanna Vega wrote, uh, I was in the world. Oh, really? Da, 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 on the corner. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and that's just like a few blocks north of here. We came and saw your show the other night, mm-hmm. um, The Cool Kids, with you and Maeve Higgins, and we spoke to Maeve on Monday, and she's delightful, and we love her. I've completely fallen in love with her. You strike me as a very unnatural live performer. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> you mean like, like, like bad? No, oh god, no! You're, it's, it's, it's funny, but I just, I just get the, uh, I get the impression that you, you would kind of rather be behind the scenes. Yeah, I would rather. Well, okay. So when I've got a show that I feel really comfortable with, yeah. I am very happy to go out on stage, and it's, and it's fine. So, for instance, I do these psychopath nights where I've got these guests, and we tour, and we yeah. do. And in fact, we're doing a big tour in November, okay. at, at like the Brighton Dome and places like wow. that. And I've got that. I've got that that show like really down yeah. um, and I feel very happy going out and fine but um, Maeve 
So we do this show like once a month in Brooklyn, and Maeve's like a real purist and never wants to do the same thing twice. Yeah. She she um, gets at me on stage if I tell a joke that I've made before. Uh, that's how much of a purist she is. And it's what is it? it it's people coming on and it's stories, isn't it? Basically, it's stories. stories and comedy. Yeah. Uh, it started off. We used to call it "I'm new here," but we're not new anymore. Right. Um, I. Um, uh, when I first moved to New York, I was sort of bit, I sort of, I was a bit isolated. I isolated myself because it's just a terrible trait of mine. Yeah. Um, all our, com- you know, you change something small about your life, and it all just all your confidence. Ugh. Not, not that moving to New York was a small That's thing. That's quite significant. Yeah, it was like a big thing. Um, so anyway, I started doing the show with Maeve as a as a way to sort of get out of my shell a bit more. And and uh, so the idea was just, you know, we me and Maeve had both moved to New York at the same time. Maeve had adapted really well like the minute she got off the boat she strikes me as a good adapter yeah although she didn't adapt well to London she moved from Dublin to London didn't like it felt isolated I loved London uh, but then when she moved to New York, she just loved it. New it? York seems friendlier than London. I don't know if it's because of our accents, but everyone has been so... Everyone, apart from one guy on a train yesterday who threatened to kill me, um, I, I, I made eye contact with him and I shouldn't have done. Um, apart from that, everybody has been yeah. incredible. Tell the weird thing, when I first moved to New York, uh, for the first couple of weeks, every time I said something they would do bad English accents yeah, back yeah, at yeah. me, like, oh, who he's going to, or whatever. <laughs> and then it just stopped after two weeks. I don't know whether it just seems like I belong now. No right. one ever does it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so me and Maeve started doing that show, and it's a mix of comedy and storytelling. But, but Maeve is a... She's a purist, and she never wants you to do the same thing twice. She thinks of being on stage as being, like, on a trapeze without yeah. a wire, um, without a thing. Safety net. Safety net. Whereas I'm all about the safety net. Yeah. Uh, So that's why if I seemed a bit awkward, (laughs) that's the reason why. But but I don't want to say you're a bad performer because you're not. You're brilliant. But I, I, who do you remember? I'm going to put you on the spot now, and I don't mean to. And if if we do, we can cut this out. Who were the 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 um, the four acts that you had on? Because they were all Mm. brilliant, and I can't remember their names. Usually, I'd be able to answer that question really well, because usually me and Maeve book half each. You've been away. I've been travelling, so Maeve booked everyone, and I can't remember any of their names. I remember the last woman, Michelle, who was amazing. Yeah, yeah, Michelle. There was a comedian called Michelle. Uh, Oh, there there was a comedian called Gary. And then the other two were a guy called Joe, uh, who's who's written a book about punning, puns. And then there was this really great woman called Angela who's never been on stage before like once before doing this story about having a a sponge stuck inside of her vagina (laughs) and it just went on and on and it just got worse and worse and and it was just brilliant it was mesmerizing I think that was my favorite moment when I did a story for my forthcoming audible series about pornography and I I, I thought that went down well this was what I was gonna ask you the the audible series the butterfly effect the first one's been out for a while and it's you uh, well it's it's you well you explain it I will get it wrong okay well I'm tracing a butterfly effect Mm. in every season if I do make any more seasons I'll be tracing a butterfly effect from like a tiny idea that somebody has to its sort of you know, surprising and potentially like enormous consequences. Mm. So tracing consequence through to consequence through to consequence and and you end up in like incredible places. And I don't think people really structure stories that way. Mm. Um, so we tried it. So the entire season is us um, following a, partic- a single butterfly effect 
Uh, and the flap of the butterfly's wings is a boy in Brussels called Fabian suddenly having a brainwave that he could get rich by giving the world free porn. Uh, so from that idea came Pornhub's dominance of the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And then we just traced that consequence out and out and out. And to give you like a couple of examples, uh, at the end of episode two, uh, a man in Norway is destroying his stamp collection. By the end of episode six, uh, a man in Louisiana is like desperately searching for his long lost love, Darlene. By the end of episode four, a boy in Oklahoma is forced to move to the very edge of his town. So all these kind of oh, weird wow. stories that, that just come from, from us following. And the reason I wanted to do this because I think on the internet we tend not to think about consequences. Yeah. We, just, we just want to do something and think there's, think there's no ripple effect. Um, and the story that you presented I mean, on uh, the evening, the other evening, was um, uh, about bespoke pornography. And it was incredible because it was all very funny and where everyone's laughing at the woman having mayonnaise poured on her head because someone's paid for it. I was actually quite disturbed that this is his job and so he's wandering around with this burning desire to grab was, hold of the beans. It was a chef, wasn't it, that yeah. ordered it? Yeah, he's a restaurateur. But that's, a, that's a genre of porn, isn't it? That's called, I think that's called sploshing, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I just know this man is condiments man. Condiments. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, every, everybody's weird sexual proclivity that, you know, you have, yeah. you have fellow travellers. <laughs> so then, it doesn't surprise me. Then it, then it got heartbreaking with that terrible the story of the, or the sad story of this anonymous gentleman who wanted a porn actress to sit there fully clothed and look at the camera and say it's all right you're having a terrible time but things will get better don't kill yourself yeah yeah that's how the story ends um i know it's incredible i'm i'm very excited for people to hear the butterfly effect because it because nobody's really heard anything yet and and we've been making it for over a year Um, so yeah, that's one of the consequences. Tell, uh, and I should explain, by the way, yeah. the reason why it's one of the consequences is because the reason why a lot of porn producers have got into bespoke porn mm. as, a, as a way of making a living is because there's just no money in regular porn anymore because all the money's gone to the people who create right. the, 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 the streaming, the yeah, the streaming sites like Pornhub and New Porn. Um, I was. I don't know how to pronounce the name of your film. I'm just going to come out and say it. Okja. Okja. Yeah. We, uh, for a while I thought it was Okja. Then yeah. I thought it was Okja. It's definitely not Okja. Yes. It could be Okja. <laughs> it's coming out on Netflix. Yes. It looks good. I've been watching all the trails and all the bits and pieces. So what, what is it? It's a film about a little girl um, whose best friend is a giant pig the size of a um, elephant. Beautiful. Yeah. It doesn't really look that much like a pig. It looks like a sort of cross between a manatee and a hippo <laughs> and a pig. And uh, but it's a it's a magical animal. It's a yeah. giant magical animal. And the magic and the pig, for want of a better animal name, uh, gets kidnapped by Tilda Swinton. Oh, she's brilliant. So she looks amazing in it. Those trails. She looks just so, so like a, I don't know, like a sort of modern day Cruella de Vil. Yeah. Incredible. Where we're sitting now at this white table in my living room, uh, I would have I would me and Tilda would Skype sometimes, and she'd like give me notes on my on the script I was writing with Bong, and and they were brilliant. Like I've never had the experience of of uh, working with an actor before, and, and all the other times I've been involved in films I, I don't meet the actors right. at all so but so we told you it was the first time and 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 it was a, it was a it was a joyous experience her, her notes were 
were just so good, and they made the film so much better. Uh, so I don't get I don't get the criticism about it being funded by Netflix. I saw there was kind of a little bit of a backlash, mm-hmm. not specifically about your film, but your film was mentioned in it because people were saying, "Oh, Netflix is killing cinema," and but this film wouldn't have happened without Netflix, would it? No, the, yeah, and the backlash wasn't at all about the film and it, or its content mm. or its quality. I, everybody pretty much loves the film, yeah. but there was a. There was quite a backlash in Cannes when the film was in competition in Cannes uh, about it being funded by Netflix. But I thought that was crazy because the fact is that, you know, because Netflix films should be on the big screen and not the small thing. But the honest truth is no one else would have commissioned this film. This is a a $60 million film with CGI and crowd scenes. And so it's an expensive film. And it has these, you know crazy tonal lurches one minute it's like a popcorn movie with chases the next minute it's devastatingly upsetting mm. and then it's silly again sometimes it's slapstick and half of it's in Korean half of it's in English I mean oh, could you imagine yeah. could you imagine like you know a Paramount or something like just allowing Bong to do all of yeah. that so um, so when everybody was arguing in Cannes about whether you know, should Okja be seen on a big screen or a small screen? I'm thinking what you should be asking yourselves is should a film like Okja exist or not exist? Because yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember, other than the odd exception, like, say, um, Harvey Weinstein giving freedom to Quentin Tarantino, it, it doesn't happen, mm. like, for big-budget films. It happens for small-budget films. Uh, it's, it hasn't happened since the days of, like, The Deer Hunter or yeah. Raging Bullock. So what I'm saying is I think Netflix and Amazon and hopefully other streaming services and other, you know, tech companies are going to be doing the same thing, uh, are creating, like, a new golden age of cinema, like things yeah. were in the late 60s and early 70s. And for me, that's incredibly exciting, because all my favourite films were, were made in that spirit of freedom and idiosyncrasy. Yeah, I think it's exciting. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't... I've got Netflix, I've got Amazon Prime, and if they're prepared to invest money and make stuff that wouldn't be seen, stuff that is... You know, on paper sounds nuts, and the film sounds nuts, and yeah. that's—I mean—that's a compliment. Then more power to their own. I, I totally agree. Like, if they were spending all their money doing the kind of you know studio movies, like doing yeah. doing Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm hoping I'm, I don't watch any of these films. So I may have got. I didn't like. I, I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy. I turned it off halfway through. I thought it was terrible. Well, I've, I've never watched it. But but the fact is, Amazon and, and Netflix are, are putting their money back into doing interesting, idiosyncratic, yeah. challenging stuff. So I think you just can't. You know, I'm, I'm just. You know, for someone like me who who naturally writes that kind of difficult stuff. It's just a, it's a godsend. Is it true that you wrote your first film 20 years ago and the BBC didn't... They rejected it? Yeah, I wrote a film on spec when I was about 20 and living in Manchester in Gorton. Uh, and I sent it into the BBC and they wrote a letter back that said, uh, usually when we reject... <laughs> submissions we like to offer some kind of encouragement but in your case <laughs> we don't we don't see any it would be it we would be doing you a disservice wow. to to tell you to carry on because we don't think you have any hope oh, fantastic yeah it's so incredible. yeah so i thought i mean in some kind of self-preservation <laughs> that way i i thought you know what i take that as encouragement because only people who write terrible things are capable of writing really good things. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was a quite good writer, I'd only be capable of writing a quite bad thing. So that, anyway, that's how I took it. But after that, it did take me, like, 20 years to get filmed. So. <laughs> Can you believe this sometimes? You're in this incredible apartment, this amazing view, mm. and you talk about, you know, being in Gorton and, 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 and you know... Do you sometimes just think, how, this is incredible, this is unreal? Yes. Uh, 
I do, except for the fact that I've always been like, a, a, you know, a hard worker. Like, yeah. like my, like I work more than I'd say probably most people do, and I have, I don't like going to parties. Um, I, I, I don't socialise that much with people. I basically just work. Yeah. So I sort of think if you sort of, if that's all you do is just work, 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 then. You know, you and you have a sort of some kind of weird psychological disorder, which basically means you need to like constantly strive. If you, if you go for a day without working, you feel like you have never had any success, and really? you is never that, is work. That how you feel? Yes, I work seven days a week. Wow. Even if I take like a morning off, literally, literally a morning off, I feel like huge guilt. And uh, so I sort of think. So I suppose what I'm saying is like, you know, with that kind of weird disorder I was always going to do yeah. alright because yeah. you know, I'm just not I don't do anything but work How frustrating is it not being able to shame people on Twitter? It's I've boxed myself into a kind of Gandhi-like yeah. corner with yeah. this like I just I can't do it anymore like every time I do it people would call me like a hypocrite because I'm a, an anti-shaming book yeah it's a Twitter's horrible I don't like Twitter I and, and I have had a few positives come out of it in that we've kind of been in contact and people like Matt Haig and a few others I've met on there yeah. but um I think it's I think it's I, th- I just think it's bad. I think it's a bad thing yeah. more than a good thing. And even though Twitter is working harder to uh, try and become a nicer place, it's still it's still doing things mm. that it's still like neglect, neglecting to do things that are, that would make it better. So they've just done a redesign and there's still no edit button. Yeah. And I can't help thinking, is that because Twitter wants people to screw up? You know, and 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 doesn't want them to sort of be able to correct their mess. Yeah. You know, maybe Twitter likes it when people screw up and then everybody powers in on them. I mean, that's a conspiracy theory, but you know, that's the kind of thing you think. Uh, did you hear what happened last night on Twitter? No, what happened? Well, like you know, every day, I, I could meet you like any day of the year, and I could say <laughs> that question to you. But last night was a particularly grievous one. Um, I only have half knowledge of this, so I might be, lead- I might be leaving out important facts. It feels like gossip over the fence. Just make gossip. it up, that's <laughs> right away. Right. I might be leaving out some really important things that would change everything, so forgive me if I am. Uh, it's a woman, she was at some kind of conference, some kind of Twitch conference, but I don't quite know what Twitch that's is. That's where you stream yourself playing video games, and people watch, and I think you can make money out of it if you, ah. people like you. Should I do that with Candy Crush? <laughs> I think there's slightly more advanced video games than Candy Crush that they're streaming. But you know, they might be. Someone probably is somewhere. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it's, a whole, it's a big thing, Twitch. It might be niche porn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. People want to watch that stuff. I better... I better I've, now that you mention what Twitch is, I remember I think it does get a bit porny from time to right, time. Right, OK. Yeah. Anyway, so this woman was at a Twitch conference yeah. and she didn't... Like, like she was last seen getting into a taxi uh, at like at two in the morning and then her bed wasn't slept in so the next morning um, this is like yesterday mm. uh, people were like you know I'm really worried about I've forgotten her name it's called her Lucy I'm really yeah. worried about Lucy you know she didn't come back last night to the conference we're really worried and then it kind of went viral like everybody shared this picture of Lucy far and wide you know uh, and everybody was assuming she'd been murdered or, or, or was you know somehow died she was really drunk like the last time anybody saw her um, and, it began, and people were like sort of going back out looking for clues to her, you know, wow. timeline. People were sending out search parties, you know, people yeah. were like desperately worried. Uh, and then it turned out that she'd just been in a casino. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then people 
like went for her. They turned on her. They turned on her. Like how wow. dare you? Like not come back to your hotel and not tell people where you were. That's and outrageous. we invited you to this Twitch conference. You know how disrespectful. You had us all worried. That seems that makes no right? sense at all. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you go and enjoy yourself and live your life without telling us? Yeah. Without and you know because. You know, you should have known that we would have told everyone on Twitter that you were missing and been really worried about That's you. Outrageous! Yeah. So now her Twitter feed's full of like she's she just feels like I think hungover yeah. and also very confused, like what, like and upset. Like she's saying, I'm having a panic attack. Like I had a quick look at her Twitter feed this morning and she was like, I'm having a panic attack. I don't know what's happened. I don't know how I should feel about this. You know, everyone's yelling at me. Wow. Yeah. Have you? Uh, um have you got any projects where you're obviously you have got projects have you got people in your sites do you do you look at people like for example the prison planet guy on paul joseph watson i think his name is on twitter do you look at people like that and think he'd be interesting i wouldn't mind hanging out with him for a while yeah but you know what it's rarely in sometimes like individual people are what makes me want to do a story like trying to solve a mystery of why does that person act yeah. the way that they do so that's the reason why I wanted to interview Katie Hopkins for instance mm. from The Guardian or Monica Lewinsky or um, I know two very very different people <laughs> uh, uh, but mostly you know it tends to start I think with a with a theme right. like here here's a world I don't quite understand so in the psychopath test it was like um, you know is it true what Harvard psychologists say that psychopaths rule the world and hey there's a way I can find out I can learn how to spot psychopaths and I can like, try and journey into the corridors of power and try and spot psychopaths so usually it's a, it's a theme or an adventure and then I, I find people who, who are like stops on the way to this journey yeah. so usually, usually it's that way I, I think like what, what is a world I don't understand as opposed to what is a person I don't understand um, but Alex Jones was one of those people who is now well, yeah. he's everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I had, uh, this is probably a little um, speaking out of school, but I uh, I had Megyn Kelly's people phone me the day before yesterday. I think She's done an interview with him. Yeah. For those so of you, and it's going to be, and it's it's not been, sh- it's going to be shown on Father's Day, isn't it? Is that the controversy? Well, I think the main controversy is the fact that Megyn Kelly's like huge in America. Yeah. She's a household name. She's like, I'm trying to think what a British equivalent would be. She's like a, you know, a liberal... Um, huge Lorraine Kelly maybe <laughs> they just <laughs> they just they seem so different uh, but uh, like Katie Couric that's another yeah. American person anyway um, so she interviewed Alex and I think people are mostly upset about the fact that A Katie Couric's like huge and has like a massive reach and, and this could be like the biggest people aren't angry with me for interviewing Alex because I because I don't go into like every American's home. She, like, she's giving him some kind of legitimacy in his crazy opinions. And for those who don't know, but he, he has said crazy things like the Sandy Hook massacre was faked and they were all actors. Yeah. And, things. and then yeah. just like Trump, you know, denies he ever said it. Yeah. But he did say right. it. Uh, and um, uh, so Megyn Kelly is like huge household name. She's in, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of homes kind of thing. So. Uh, so I think people are annoyed about that, that she's giving him like a really big platform, maybe the biggest one he's ever had. Also annoyed that it's a sit-down interview, it's not investigative, right. so, you know, Alex is going gonna, is gonna to run rings around her, um, which is quite possible that he will, because he's very good at what yeah. he does. Um, and, and, you know, people are equating him to being like, you know, uh, to being, you know, a dangerous person. Um, their counter-argument is that Alex 
is important because he influenced Trump and Trump went on his show and some of Alex's ideas then influence, you know, the kind of Trump milieu. Um, but then something happened this morning, which was that Alex uh, released all of these phone interviews where Megyn Kelly was, like, buttering him up yeah. and saying, I know, you're giving a look, others oh, to say there, but the grace of God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the things you say to get someone on, on side in the first place. You've been there too. Oh, of course, every, every journalist has. I, I, I would say, I mean, every journalist has, but I would say... You've she, got to be careful with him. With, with Alex, and also it was a bit egregious, what, what oh, Megyn, yeah. a little bit. It was, I saw some of the... Track, it was, it's her saying, basically, you, you, you've got final say over what goes out, isn't it? Yeah, yes. and you're a great father. Right, right. Everybody sees you as one dimensional, but you know, and given that Alex, you know, could be perceived as a pretty dangerous person, I think it, you know, it's a it's an especially mortifying version of the kind of thing that we do sometimes have to do, you know. <laughs> so, so they phoned me like two days ago. I haven't told anyone this. I feel right. bad about telling you, but I will tell you. They, Thank you. they phoned me two days ago, and, basically, and it was all quite innocent. But they were basically saying, so you know, what can you tell me about? Because I'm a bit of an Alex Jones expert. Yeah. They're saying like, you know, so what can you tell me about Alex's relationship with Trump? Like, do you think it's true that Alex and Trump telephone each other? Because obviously they were trying to get any, you know, get ammunition because they were panicking about mm. all the bad publicity they were getting. Uh, so I told them what I what I knew. Which I've got to say isn't isn't a huge amount. Like yeah. Alex says that Trump phones him. Alex does lie about things, but my instinct is that Alex wouldn't lie about that because he wouldn't want to piss off Trump. When was the last time you spoke to him? Uh, about a week ago. Wow. I sometimes text Alex and he right. sends me voice messages back. Uh, um, yeah, about a week ago. Okay. I, I I would like to spend a bit more time yeah. with Alex. People don't get at me for for it. Um, I think for two reasons. I think first, firstly, because it's not just a sit down interview. Mm. It's, it's a bit more diggy roundy. And second, because like I'm quite idiosyncratic. I'm not like Mr. America, like Megyn Kelly is. So I think for those reasons, people don't mind when I do it. But I don't know about you, but I just, I just don't buy any of this no platforming stuff. I, I didn't in the eighties, no. and I don't now. I don't. I, I, surely you have to have the debate and question yeah. and uh, expose people to you know although, and what they're saying. Although there have been occasions when we've refused to have people on the show. Oh well, we refused Anjam Chowdhury because mm. he's was a gobshite and you know he was. A, he, yeah, I can see it probably wouldn't be appropriate for Anjam to be on your on your show. This is on the BBC. This is somebody doing a breakfast show on the BBC, and he was booked as a guest. And we kind of, me and Kath went, well, I don't really want him. Uh, um, and they said, well, but he's, he's great. He'll generate calls. He'll generate him, calls. Him and T Tommy Robinson. Yeah. We both, yeah. we both have shied away from that. Not shied away, refused to do it. This, yeah. I mean, there's stories to be told, but a local radio breakfast show phone-in is not the place for those stories. And you know what? Not long ago, you mentioned Paul Joseph Watson. Mm. Like, not long ago, I tried to get him to talk to me, but, and then he wouldn't want to. And then afterwards, I felt actually quite relieved. I thought, right, like, okay. I, I wouldn't really want to do it. You know, he's become more and more... And this is the right word, but it feels to me like he's become more and more racist. Like, all of his stuff is pro-white, anti-Muslim, yeah. you know, and I sort of think, oh, you know what? You know, he's changed, and I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Uh, I think the problem with the no-platforming stuff, though, it's more of a sort of wider philosophical problem. Uh, firstly, it's always a bit of a sliding scale, and, and the conservative commentator Anne Coulter was banned from Berkeley, I think, 
And, you know, she's like a main... I mean, she's, you know, she has objectionable views like Katie Hopkins. Mm. Um, but she's a mainstream figure who sells, like, millions of books. You know, she's a significant person. Mm. And for Berkeley to go from banning Milo Yiannopoulos to banning Ann Coulter feels like a slippery slope. I've forgotten about Milo. He's, is, he's done now. Is he, is, is he bubbling under for a comeback? He must um, be, surely. He is. He's about to publish uh, his autobiography. Uh, and, in fact, BuzzFeed leaked some of it a couple of days okay. ago. Uh, and it looked a bit shitty. Um, so, and the other, I think the other problem with the no platforming is that it's a sort of part of the reason. I think part of the reason why we're in the mess that we're in now with Brexit and Trump is because we on the left have started to behave with sort of aggressive authoritarianism and and so even though you could you could agree with certain aggressively authoritarian decisions that we make mm. when we do it like all the time all it does is like annoy people and, and you know a huge swathe of people and make them vote for Trump or mm. vote for Brexit but I don't want to sound like victim blaming but I think there is a certain truth in that yeah. um, I think you know I think in America there was a huge swathe of people in middle America who would have voted for the Democrats if the Democrats hadn't hadn't turned, you know, into this sort of, you know, aggressive, if you step out of line, we destroy you yeah. way, the, the kind of way I write about and say you've been publicly shamed. So so even if you agree with, like, certain, OK, don't platform Andrem or don't platform Paul Joseph Watson, um, I think, you know, there's there's that wider question, like, like what does this mean on a, on a sort of wider scale? We should let you go and uh, write. I can yes. see you looking longingly at your yeah. open MacBook. I'm, I'm working on a... Um, you know, I got an email this morning from... I quoted... I just wrote a piece for The Guardian about writing Okja with uh, Bong, and I quoted this Warner Brothers executive who said to me once, it's kind of grizzled Warner Brothers guy called Rick Sennett, who I really liked. He was like Stanley Kubrick's mm. business affairs manager. Wow. And he said to me... Uh, and I quoted this in The Guardian yesterday. He said, you know, what are you going to understand about film, John? Is that no film ever gets made. And then I was like waiting to say something. I was pretty stopped. Wow. Anyway, he, um, he emailed me last night because I quoted him and said, "You know, you do understand what I really meant, which is that, um, which is that people, you know, writers and directors spend much more time on films that don't get made than films yeah. that do." Which obviously I did understand that that's what he meant. Anyway, the reason I'm saying that is because I'm working on a film project now, which I think almost definitely won't get, <laughs> won't get made. And I'm not getting paid for it either, so it's just a waste. But, but still, I'm going to go through the process. Good. Yeah. John, it's always nice to see you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the coffee. Thank, thank you, thank you, Kath. And, and welcome to welcome to my adopted city of New York. We love it. We absolutely love it. We we got here Sunday. We're going back home uh, tomorrow, and we haven't done any of the touristy stuff. You know, we did the Empire State, but we haven't done any of that. Is there anything that you miss? Is there anything you'd like to do if you had more time? Um, um, eat more. Yeah, the, the, the food here is incredible. Oh, we didn't see any shows. I mean, I'm not a massive Broadway fan, but it no, feels a bit rude really being nice. that close and not going to see anything. What's been nice <laughs> about this is, I mean, the most touristy thing we did was we went was go to Central Park, and then I realised we were near the Dakota Building. So you went there. Went yeah. to the Dakota. You, you know, that's really close to where we are yeah, now. Yeah. That's like I'm a, I, um, I won't give exact figures in case somebody no, kills me, <laughs> but I'm basically about 15 blocks. But it was it was we. You know, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so to stand there was weird. 
Yeah. And then we took, we said we should really take a picture, but it's, you can't take a picture where someone was shot. So we, 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 well, (laughs) so we then said, okay, well, we're going to take a picture because this is where they film Rosemary's Baby. Yes. And then it becomes legitimate. That's very wise. But we still pulled a sad face (laughs) (laughs) to be respectful. Um, But what's been nice about this is we've been inside people's homes, you know, we've come in your home, we've, we were in Imani's home yesterday, which is, which you don't get to do if you're a tourist, really. Yeah, absolutely. And this part of Manhattan isn't yeah. really a place where tourists go. I mean, Central Park's pretty close, obviously tourists go there, but this is a pretty out-of-the-way out little spot. We love it. Uh, I really love it. What we do need to do is go and get presents for the kids, otherwise, oh, yeah. I mean, we're bad parents anyway, oh, we're leaving them for a has, week. Um, the toy shop from Toy Story, cl- uh, from Big, closed down? You know what, I've got no idea. Because oh, okay. no, my son's like nearly 19 now, so I don't need to know about those things anymore. Uh, so I, I don't know, I can't this answer is that we're question. we're going to find out. John, it's lovely to see you, thank you, mate. And that's so lovely. I mean, if you don't mind them that barking back, yeah, 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 see <laughs> Okay, guys, <laughs> be good. Unleash the beast. Hey, guys, look at here. <laughs> come here. Oh, come here. Oh, Josie, look at <laughs> So beautiful. Josie. Hey, you know what? That worked pretty well. That worked pretty well. You two have got dogs. Come here. Look. Come here, you silly sausage. Don't you think he's fluffy now when he has his fringe coat like Dawa Hannah and Blade Runner? Yeah, very much. You're very smart. Well, this one's my favourite. Chelsea, don't do this. Go and go for snuggles. Oh, come here. Yay. Lovely. Oh, see. Oh, you see. It's a very suspicious look. Adorable. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so sweet. Sausage. Everything's okay. Come on, boy, let's go and get toys for the children. Yes. Well, all of your children want a dog, don't they? Well, yeah, funny you should say that. <laughs> Okay. Thanks so much for your time, John. Let me see you. Goodbye, love. Bye-bye. Sorry, I thought. Sorry, I thought. Bye-bye. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, really inspiring. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I want to write a book. I want to write a movie. I want to... Um, and, you know... But he's doing it not expecting anything to happen. Yeah. It's the process. Yeah, and it is, you know, he started, you know, in, in, where is Gorton in Manchester? It's not the best area. Yeah. And he, you know, he started as a, 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 um, the head of entertainment at his student union and got in with Frank and just... It's that drive, isn't it? That's the thing. He has the drive. Do you know what? All these people are making me think. I mean, and you, you went to a, down a different route. I should have taken more chances. I, I, I was too good for too long, you know? Well, here's the thing. Let's start taking some more chances. Now it's first floor, not ground floor. Yeah, I was thinking, right, I've got to get my exam. You know, the exam results were important. And they were. I mean, I suppose they all led to, they've all led me to the same place. But... When I think of things that people have offered to let me do, and I've gone, no, I don't think I'm ready for that. Stupid. Dear listener, um, this week has, if it's done nothing, it's fired up our imagination. We'll be back to normal by Tuesday and be yeah. bored and miserable <laughs> and complaining about our jobs. But between now and Tuesday, 
we are going to be this is the slowest lift in the world we are going to be creative and we are going to do exciting new wonderful things okay that's the deal I tell, I tell you what I'm enjoying I'm enjoying going and meeting people and recording stuff we need to do that more for the show we need to um, that, you know instead of getting a guest on a phone at 11 o'clock at night we need to um, say I tell you what we'll come and buy you lunch or we'll buy you coffee or we'll come to your house and yeah I mean the thing, the thing is to be typically me and see the hurdles I'll see you lovely people thank you. Wonderful day. thank you thank you very much bye bye the thing is we've kind of had a week off from our general parental responsibilities haven't we so yeah but we can balance it we can make it work I'm sure